2: fans and welcome back to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for being with us here for episode number 128 here on May 6th, 2019. We're here to romp you through the world of retro wrestling. As always, I'm Joe Morata, alongside the one and only Michael Quinn. How you doing there, Michael? Have well, Quinn, we are starting off May and we are winding down this season, so we've got some cool stuff to romp our fans through. It'll be you know, fun. We're winding down and it's heating up outside. It, it is heating up outside and up here in the loft today. Woo! You mean attic? No, the loft, feels, yes. It feels
1: more attic-y than loft.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll give, It's not very lofty today. Yeah. But folks, you have a lofty goal for sitting through with this uh, retro wrestling romp here. Thank you so much for being with us. As always, we appreciate you listening here. And uh, if you're new to the show, stay tuned. Buckle your seatbelt if you're driving. If you're not driving, it'd be... Weird if you had a seatbelt. But uh, stay tuned because we're going to romp you guys through the world of retro wrestling. Before we get to any of that, we have a uh, few things to get in here. First of all, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at OVP Podcast. You can also email us if you use that. I don't know. People yeah, use that. Com. Yeah, is that, is that the website <laughs> yeah. where that's at? <laughs> it's actually OVP Podcast at Gmail.com. Oh, that, thanks. <laughs> that is uh, V P Podcast at Gmail.com. But <laughs> over on Facebook.com, there's a great place to talk to you, me, and all kinds of other retro Yeah, tell them about it.
1: Facebook.com slash email.com. It's a good site. Um, Facebook, yeah, it's good. It's a good good site for groups, and we have a group. We do. You can find it by going to the search bar that doesn't involve any email. Nope. Over in the corner of the the screen when you're on there. Maybe it's on the top if you're on your app. Web app. Web app. (laughs) And you type in our vantage point dash retro wrestling podcast, and then bing bang boom tubes and kaflui and and blah blah blah. It's all there. Yeah, the it group. goes through the operators. They approve you, and you're in. And then you can post the gifts and the emails, uh, all, <laughs> all the pictures of your emails, uh, uh, your email account. Yeah, your Maybe password. Everyone just this week, everyone just puts their email address. Oh, that's right. We'll start like a mailing list, like an old school mailing, mailing list, list. You know, How yeah. That? You, manually, you have to like. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish we could prevent copying paste so people really did have to write them down. Write it. that yeah.
2: very funny. But in all seriousness, folks, are about as serious as we're going to get. Uh, it's a great time if you like to talk about old wrestling. Uh, we do allow current stuff, of course, but mainly the old stuff. It could be anything from the random to the sublime. You know, you want to pull pictures of Nikolai Volkov yeah, with you, uh, someone that looks like Bret Hart. Go you ahead.
1: Could, you could ask does Dean Ambrose write emails? Yeah. Question mark. Yeah. could do that. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I don't we, know if anyone will answer that, you. That's what we mean about anything.
2: You could literally ask anything. It's a really fun time. We try to be very welcoming in there, whether you have a, a Retro Wrestling background of just the WWF or maybe you've watched all sorts of stuff and maybe you've been watching for 30 years, maybe you've been watching for three years. Come one, come all, come on over to our Facebook group. It'll be a really good time. And later on in the show, we will have uh, some information on our Patreon we do not do this. when It's not Sanford and Son over here. We're not trying to get rich, but we do have a Patreon. What's the uh, Mil- Winston and Friends? <laughs> Steptoe Step and Son. Oh, okay. Winston and Friends. But you can go to Patreon.com slash OVP podcast, Winston and Friends, and uh, check us out there if you want to have some rewards tiers. But anyway, Quinn, this season here, we've been talking all season long. The name of the segment is From a Star to a Jobber, but would you like to explain that, really?
1: As I say every week, it means you won a lot and then you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's the it. criteria. It's not it's not really like, like you didn't have to be the champion. There's no qualifying things. Right. It's not like tax write-offs where you have to be eligible right. or, or something no like that. No
2: one's auditing you or anything yeah, like that. None of
1: that. It's basically
2: like you had a big push, you had a big gimmick. Maybe you were a champion, but maybe you weren't. And then suddenly or within a short amount of time. All of a sudden, the guy's losing most of the time. So to give you an example, we started with like the Renegade. We've done Demolition, who yeah. in 1990 went down the tubes. A, a
1: pal penis. We did pal
2: penis. <laughs> we did uh, the Doinkster last yeah. week. and Ugh, uh, the Doinkster. Th- yeah, Doinkster. Uh, this week, though, Quinn, this was your idea. Yeah. Uh,
1: no, it's uh. Hey, this is... Hey, we haven't done a lot of WCW. We,
2: you're right, we haven't, and we never talk about
1: this guy. And they got all the best jobbers over there. <laughs> you're right. This is... Glacier. Yes, now. Glacier. <laughs> he, he's so cold. Blood runs
2: cold. His blood is just running cold. Now, Glacier uh, Ray Lloyd for all intents and purposes, was a Mortal Kombat uh, Sub Zero <laughs> clone, and this, thats all this was.
1: It's amazing that we have to describe <laughs> that's him what as it that. was. Like, that's like if anyone know, anyone's never heard of Glacier, he literally is just a wrestler version of Sub Zero. He's
2: like Mortal Kombat Three Sub Zero without the full right. head mask, not hood Mortal thing. Kombat Eleven, which no. just came out. <laughs> no, um, no, no. But Glacier Ray Lloyd was a wrestler way before WCW. So and right. he was in WCW, I think, as a jobber in the early nineties. Lloyd. But in April of 1996, uh, they started to air these vignettes promoting Glacier and clearly was a Sub-Zero-influenced yeah. gimmick. He knows obviously. karate he, and stuff. And he, which he does in real life. Yeah. And uh, Did uh,
1: Kung Lao train him? <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, Kung Lao. Yeah. So he has these vignettes that air and air and air in April of 1996. But guess what happens in May of 1996? Uh, new World Odor. <laughs> yes, yeah, Scott yeah. Hall yeah. has a denim vest on. Oh!
0: Ooh, I got denim vest checking me
2: out. You know who I am <laughs> and, and mauling a pony yeah. and all this, yeah. And then in June, Kevin Nash has a hat on and tells and, us to look at an adjective. Right, and he power bombs Bischoff through a table yep. that's and, set up. And then in July, Hulk Hogan says New World Organization. And the New World Organization of Wrestling, brother. Right. And, and then, that's the NWO. And that's 1996. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. That's their next, like, three years. Yeah. So... All the way with these fucking vignettes that they had been promoting and pumping up, like, Sub-Zero's coming, Mortal Kombat is here, folks, basically. The light runs cold.
1: How cold Uh is it? Ice-T is now Ice-Q. Wow. (laughs) I want to point out that this was actually an interesting idea by Eric Bischoff, and I believe Sonny Mm -hmm. Ono, who who always helped him with these kind of things back in the day. It's real. You know I'm not even, like, making that up. He helped him? Yeah, like, he, he had ideas for toys and things like that, okay. like, he was that kind of guy, and so, basically, they saw Mortal Kombat, and they were like, let's just do this. And people make
2: fun of Vince for being late to the game, but Mortal Kombat's height of popularity was, what, 94? Eh, maybe two... I mean,
1: Mortal Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, didn't that come out in 1996? And so, that was pretty yeah. freaking popular. So
2: did the other one, too. What it was the other one? The other one? What do you mean the it other one? It was, like, just like Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. Mortal Kombat just three? trilogy...
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, Same thing. It's, it's just had some extra characters. Yeah. yeah, good
2: game. But anyway, yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, Mortal Kombat was still pretty popular it's before four
1: came out and yeah, like kind of sunk it for and a while. That, that thing where like Sub Zero's like walking, like he's like a Mario. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Sub Zero with fatality.
1: Yeah,
2: but yeah, so I guess it was kind of a good idea, Quinn. Here's a problem though: between April and September of 1996.
1: He didn't wrestle! Yes. So, <laughs> it's a long time! They, they kept him in the freezer for a while. <laughs> like, he was... he was. I don't know if that makes his powers better or something. Well, I think his blood wasn't cold enough yet. Yeah. That was the whole point. Now, okay, this this goes into another thing. <clears throat> I yeah, let's be serious here. I personally think the yeah. reason why he didn't wrestle and maybe i'm just completely wrong and off base but that they needed to find opponents for him because by the t- when we get into the people he ex- he had exclusive opponents <sighs> yeah that um, did happen quinn yeah so first <laughs> you he you want to com- get into that <sighs> well first he comes in right and mm-hmm. i remember this very specifically of course cheese is on commentary oh tony with martial arts with oh. professional wrestling of the oh. 90s you know he makes his debut he comes out his entrance is like a year long <laughs> there's it's snowing it you know, he's he there's like a circle of light in the ring and he's doing karate and it's like this big long like like actual karate routine, like right. like you know, the kind when you were in karate class in like nineteen ninety or whatever. <laughs> Tiger Schulmans. Yeah, you were like in Tiger Schulman's and they gave you like a routine. They're like high punch, low punch. Jump not, kick. That's per rapper the rapper. Right, but when you go to a Tiger Shulman class, like literally they teach you like a routine. They don't teach you... you the Tiger uppercut there? No, <laughs> not, not at that one. You have to go to Thailand for that. <laughs> but but in all seriousness, he comes out and he does a fucking karate routine for like five minutes it's straight. It's horrible, yeah. And then like he ends it with the music in sync. It's like, da, 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 and then he does like the bow or the whatever. bow pose, yep. And then everyone's like, woo! <laughs> like and it like ends right the lights come up yeah. and then finally the bell rings and he just beats the shit out of some jobber with karate and cheese is on commentary <gasps> and he's like yeah, know I trained in the martial arts in, in Taiwan and all this stuff like and just he just keeps saying things yeah, that I don't even does. know if any of it's real I think that got, wasn't Ray Lloyd like a marine or some shit or a police officer or somebody yeah. knew karate oh yes he, actually tonight mentioned that like he was <laughs> state police officer or something like that yeah
2: so I mean all the elaborate gimmickry here uh this was a highly invested in gimmick meaning like they actually put a lot of money spent a lot of money in this gimmick
1: and And a lot of promotion now i know people like to get on wc's ass about a lot of stuff here but from like a actual like analyzing this from like looking at the environment of things that eight year old to twelve year old boys want, yeah, like making a character based on Mortal Kombat it's, doesn't sound like the stupidest idea. If you want to make money on it's like action, not a bad figures.
2: idea. Yeah, I will. I will concede it's not a bad idea. And truthfully, Glacier was like undefeated for almost a year. He debuted in September. I don't even think he lost until the, like the summer of ninety seven. Right now. In 1997, in the beginning of the year, that's where we had James Vandenberg's oddities, or whatever they were called, misfits, whatever they were called. They, right?
1: They lived in a lair. I don't. <laughs> it's uh, almost the Dungeon of Doom, but like a smarter but version. There's no vignettes about it, which is really, <laughs> <Not> really, <laughs> which is really weird. They would just describe like so. Mortis was like the main person, like, he, even though Mortis was was more of a minion, like, he was just somebody. He was, like, the reptile of that stable. the way they would describe this feud, right, they would act like there was some kind of underlining backstory that they didn't really know what it was, and maybe they wanted to elaborate on it, but we were the problem was, is we were in this NWO era, (laughs) so they couldn't run the vignettes like Dungeon of Doom anymore to explain
2: all this stuff. Because you needed Hulk Hogan in the ring for 20 minutes saying nothing every single fucking
1: week forever. Right, but also at the same time it's like they were so invested in the nwo they didn't really need like,
2: no one cared. The thing is, like despite the big entrance, no one gave a
1: fuck right, about this in right. '97. So it That's start, the thing. It started becoming this thing. He fucked Mortis like all every time. fucking week, and Mortis is like coming out with Castle, Gray Skull, sticks and stuff. It's real, and he knows magic and and all and, and then, Wrath too. Don't forget right. Wrath. So Adam Wrath Bomb came later. Yes, so, in the like, summer. So after he just beats the fuck out of Mortis for like six months, like to a year, maybe, like, it's it, so like every week every week it was like and like mortis's music it's like like it's it's horrible all this stuff happens it's just
2: awful and just to give you an idea folks james vandenberg's these group here it's like the dungeon of doom if fraser ran it that's <laughs> yeah. like what
1: it is hey shit my son you may as well ask me to describe the essence of music or the, the color of starlight. I always got the impression that there that ultimately there was going to be like a Shale Khan character, but like it never happened. <laughs> then there's time for that. Right. So then Wrath comes in. Like, Adam the Bomb. Big, uh, some pay-per-view. I don't remember. Great American Bash or Maybe. something like that, 97. And now he's fighting him and Mortis. Yeah, great. And so this goes on and on and on. And Glacier would yeah. win every single time. He always won. He never lost. After a while, they'd come out and they describe it like... A, Oh the Analyst Rivalry. Yeah. You know, it was they, horrible. they're fighting in the underworld. Like, you know, like they <laughs> fighting just, in their underwear. Yeah. They they you know, they just keep trying with this shit. And finally, like, we get to like nineteen ninety eight, yeah, right? Yeah, the end
2: of 97, 98. yeah. And they just drop this shit <laughs> like,
1: of it. Like, like out
2: of nowhere. Like he's it's just like
1: <laughs> it's just nothing anymore.
2: Glacier's suddenly a heel, like jobbing the Goldberg and shit like that. Right, and out Mortis, of nowhere. On the
1: other hand, like he's like, I swear this happened, and maybe I'm completely wrong, but I swear there was a couple weeks before he Changed to Canyon that he like still had the mortis singlet on, but no, no mask. mask. This is real. And before they like decided right. and like the, all these people like transitioned out of it. And, yeah. like I forget what Wrath
2: became. Like, he was still Wrath, but he was just like different Wrath. Like he right, was yeah. Nice Wrath or something. Yeah, I, I don't forget. Know. It's real. So, but yes, Glacier basically becomes a nondescript, or as Quinn would say, indescript job guy for the right. most
1: part and in Vander, 98 by the way
2: vanderbeek goes to ec dub yeah he goes to ec sinister minister yeah. himself uh and then in 1999 all this losing had been going on in the summer of 1999 he became coach buzz stern what <laughs> i don't remember any of that i fucking swear well, was that like i don't a week? either like how long i could know, that have possibly? Been? No, i don't think he wrestled what? as it Look up! Coach buzz stern!
0: he actually did wrestle as coach buzz stern do your funky research, white boy.
1: Now, when did you say this happened?
2: The summer of 99 when no one so, cared about WCW. may I ask,
1: what, when did
2: Glacier exit? Okay, so he left in the uh, fall of 1999.
1: Okay, so that was that had to be three months at
2: most yeah. uh, as coach friends or whatever he was. But guess what? He came back in January of 01 as, like, as Glacier, but he never wrestled. Can you
0: believe Glacier is back? Hey, you're right about
1: this one. Good job, Dillhole.
2: And he was there until the company what? closed. He would, like, make run-ins and so, appearances. I don't see. Okay, so here's the thing.
1: <laughs> yes. Unless they mention that on those final Worldwides, I don't... They ever. don't talk about shit on the final That's Because that, that's the most of O-1 I'm going to watch. <laughs> yeah, I know.
2: Now, let's talk about this for a minute here. So he was undefeated for a year. Right. He was like Goldberg before right? Goldberg. <laughs> right.
1: Why did no one care? I think it's a couple things. Um, first off, that entrance was horrid. It was so um, long. Like, so at first it seemed cool, right? Very at first. And then it didn't, but they kept doing it, right? Because I guess they figured, like, well, it's for marketing purposes, right? We gotta make him look cool as shit. Right. Look stand out, be different. I remember that over time, it just became a joke, and the crowd would, somebody would yell something clever, you know, like... (laughs) Witty comments. Some some raunchy shit. Lewd comments. Yeah, or just, like, they would just boo him (laughs) as soon as, like, on, on cue to the music ending. Like, you know, like, that whole entrance became a joke. Right, of course. Second off, I want to stress this again because I said this before that this isn't a bad idea. But I want to stress also that if you remember when we said when this started, right, the NWO had come while these vignettes were running. Correct. So you have to remember that this was conceived at a time where we're talking like 95 WCW where um, it was still like really gimmicky. Yeah, and, but that Thunder was, that, Cage or whatever it was that called. That was making the money, too, at the same time. That was the part was of close. the revitalized WCW, if you recall, from like... The- because they throw out all the pens or whatever Bischoff did. Yeah. Remember when he threw the pens right. out? And the MGM Studios and all that. <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, they were saving so, money. Like, Glacier was part of that thing. Like when right. when they thought up the idea, and I think what happened is, is the times just passed him. But it wasn't even his fault because they had passed him like while they were building up his debut. So you think if he had debuted a year earlier, I think much yeah. more successful, and he probably could have transitioned to something else too, instead of a jobber, essentially that's right. what he became. If I I think if he came earlier. They would have had him, like, tagging with Sting and shit, like Surfer Sting and, like, all this stuff, and they'd be fighting the forces of evil, like the Dungeon of Doom and shit.
2: Come to think of it, Glacier kind of looks like the musician Sting anyway, so that would have been kind of cool. Oh, man,
1: Sting and Sting. (laughs)
2: Right, exactly. (laughs) But, no, in all seriousness, I think you're right on the money there, Quinn. I think the NWO era uh, just had no place for something like Glacier, because, honestly, I remember seeing a lot of this endless feud.
1: I don't remember anyone caring. I no, literally don't think there was anyone no story cared. Either. There was just it was just on. every it, on. It was like, let me put it this way: like, if you didn't experience it, think of every glacier match like a Saturday morning cartoon. He just like. You know, yeah, Morris gets right, the right. advantage in the match and Glacier beats him somehow at the end. And, and the bad guy's like, like, I'll be back! Right, all be, he, he like melts away like he's crying or something, and fucking Glacier just poses, <laughs> and like, it's like they might as well just roll the credits, and like, that's like literally the entire, like his entrance music is the opening to the cartoon. It's
2: like Super Mario Bros. Super Show where Bowser just like gets into a
1: warp pipe at the end or after being he, defeated like every time. he kicks his butt and he goes flying in the air it's or something. Great. Or like Pokemon, like Team Rocket. Yeah. Like team! Like you know, like just it was like that kind of shit. Reader, repulsive, what, yeah. something like that, yeah. right? Like yeah. just the, the villain of the week. But the problem is, is they didn't have um, enough villains of the week either for him. On top of all, this. true.
2: Now, truthfully, though, Quinn, despite being, from what I understand, what I've read and what I know about him, being a really great guy, he didn't. He wasn't that good. Yeah. Right. I, I, I mean, well, I mean, he so, didn't seem like
1: he didn't so seem from charismatic. My understanding, he did have an good. actual amateur martial arts background. Yeah, he did. However, um, he also had. Like been trained in the power plant by Buddy Lee Parker, and like that never really turned out well for anybody. Uh, it I, didn't. Hugh Morris train there and stuff. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of people that yeah weren't very good. Um, high voltage yeah, shit like fucking, that. Uh, L uh, train, train. Ice train. Ice train. Yeah, ice train. Yeah, like all those people. So I, I guess it's just I he know, wasn't just that good. A bunch of things didn't work out. However, yes, as like kind of like a, a happy ending to all this. Yes. I will say I was very happy to hear that Ray Lloyd as Glacier went on the indie circuit sometime in the two thousands, mid two thousands. Yep. He did. It's basically it sounds to me like he just wanted to be like, I'm gonna do something with this. Like I'm Whatever gonna, it like, is, right? Like yeah. it's like WCW ended, it's a fresh start, and he just kinda he just toils away in the indies still to this day.
2: And uh, he's on the AEW roster as of great. April. Great! Like, I know, right? No, because he seems like I, a great guy. I, I
1: kinda wanna see I'm curious how, like, a guy like that who actually had, like, a fighting background. Right. Like, how, by being a wrestler in the independents for, like, 20 years. Right. Like, how did that develop him as a worker? Like, right. I'm actually yeah, yeah. like, that's actually like, makes me very curious. Oh, that's like, an interesting study there. I'm that, sure he's talked about it, right? I think AEW might actually have something. I just, I want to see him in the ring just to see what he can do. You really like, do. Honestly, huh? just like a match.
2: <laughs> well, like, it'd be 20 years uh, too late, I think. But Imagine yeah. if he's like PCO or something. He's like incredible. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, his run was not good, even though he was undefeated. I guess that's like, it's one of the weird undefeated streaks that no one cared about. Right. And no one cared about his storyline. I mean, it wasn't that exciting, but folks, let us know what you think of Glacier. Could he have been anything else, or was that, like, that's it? Was it a little too late to the game? Let us know what you think. You can do that over on Twitter, at OVP Podcast. You can email us at ovppodcast at gmail.com. And join the group if you haven't yet, but Quinn, when we come back... We are narrowing down the top ten WrestleManias of all time, scientifically, undisputably. The most scientific, Barry. And that's coming up. It's the World Rankings right after this. Leaders, oh,
1: people, really Promotional consideration paid for by the following.
0: Prepare yourself for combat. Mortal Kombat
2: action figures. Fight for right in your own tournament of champions. Liu Kang. Johnny
0: Cage.
2: Raiden. Get over here. Sub-Zero. Fight. Reptile in the Dragon MK1. Kano on the combat cycle. Mortal Kombat. It's not just a game anymore. Mortal Kombat action figures. Combat cycle comes with Kano.
0: Dragon MK1 comes with Reptile.
2: And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, here on episode number 128, May 6th. 2019. And Quinn, before we get to the Royal Rankings of WrestleManias, like we said at the top of the show, folks, we do have a Patreon and it's not Steptoe and Son or Winston and Friends over here. Yeah,
1: that. Winston and Friends. (laughs) We're
2: not trying to get rich off of this, but if you like what we do here and you want to donate to us, we will give you back some additional content. You can find that at Patreon.com slash OVP Podcast. Three rewards tiers. Two bucks, three bucks, and five bucks. And right now, what we're doing on the five dollar tier is every single month, Quinn and I are doing a full-length pay-per-view review in audio podcast form. Yep. We just did Wrestlemania 2 for April. For May, coming out soon is going to be the big event. <laughs> wow. 86 almost done? Yeah, and next... We just
1: started this like three months ago. Yeah, next
2: month it's going to be Wrestlemania 3 already, so join us if you want to on patreon.com slash OVP podcast. And we have other tiers on there as well. You can get raw video footage of the making of every Monday episode and bi-weekly 1982 watch-alongs with quinn and myself in video form so check it out again if you want to see if it see if it tickles your fancy uh, you can do that at patreon.com slash ovp podcast but quinn it is time for the royal rankings
1: it is time and um boy this list is getting, <laughs> listy, it's getting hot uh, and heavy here now folks it's hot and heavy in this room right
2: now. <laughs> yes it is in this uh loft here now folks what, what is the royal rankings well it is where Quinn and I asked you guys, you fans, voted your 10 best and 10 worst WrestleManias before the season began. We put each one in separate pools, so that all of the worst ones and all of the best ones. Whatever made the cut gets drawn in two at a time each and every week. This week is the Royal Rankings, which is the best WrestleManias. Now, some of you, two weeks ago, were a little <laughs> bit of a disagreement with us about uh, the current number one spot. And you know what? Here's what I have to say to that. That's fine. You can yeah, say whatever you want. Fine. Um, it's no big deal. I'll
1: just the only thing I'll say to that is uh just watch the last five matches yeah. of that WrestleMania. And
2: Quinn of course is talking about number one, WrestleMania seventeen. Yes, the seventeenth, X seven. X seven, as they call it. Number two is WrestleMania three, one of the best. I mean, don't well, get me wrong. Hey, uh, we love it. It's a historical landmark show. It really is. And Wrestlemania 6, an old friend, is number 3. Right. Love 6. I, I love that. To me, that's like a
1: sentimental favorite. Mm-hmm. It may not have the best matches.
2: No, but, but it's just so fun, it's right? It's so great. And number 4 does have two of the best matches. It's Wrestlemania 10. Yeah, another fantastic mania. Yep. Maybe a lot less... Good matches? Yeah, overall. Yeah. Uh, WrestleMania 8, another one, which was neck and neck with 10. That's number five. Another mm-hmm. great Mania. Underrated. Very, WrestleMania very eight, very
1: underrated. Really good. And that's why it's lower on the list, probably. Probably, too.
2: right? And then pulling up the rear at number six is WrestleMania 18. I, I don't, know don't know how, how that's made it. on the list. But <laughs> again, there,
1: we, we do have to fill it with 10. So maybe in the end, it would have ended up being... Making the cut anyway. Maybe
2: it would have if we voted. Yeah, I don't know. It's possible. So, so
1: that's the rankings, folks. But let's
2: right now go down to Howard Finkel for the official introduction of the royal rankings, ladies
0: and gentlemen.
2: spent a lot of money it is the royal
1: rankings of WrestleManias. here we are getting down to the nitty and the gritty michael quinn yeah it's time it's time here you know i almost droned out because i love the end of that wrestlemania something yeah
2: it's good stuff huh yeah so we've run them down for you folks and what's going to happen next is we're going to find out who drew number seven From the historic Madison Square Garden, Quinn, where it all began, it is WrestleMania 20. and made the list.
1: The beginning of the, like, better times. Yeah, there were some better I'm, times. I'm only saying that because before this was some poo. Like, 03 is tough. Yeah. For and, the most part. There's and, a good, and, lot of good stuff. And that's but. a lot of the build to this show. But, yeah. you know, overall, the WrestleMania itself ended up being a kind of an all-timer. A lot of people like this show. A lot of people like this show, myself included. I know you like it as well. I do. Some it, it, memorable things happen here. It's actually here. the show that, um, believe it or not, it brought me back after like a year hiatus. Yeah, because like, you just- an actual full year hiatus for wrestling. Because 03 just turned you off, right? It turned me off so bad that I just stopped watching, and then this WrestleMania, and you know what it was? Is I saw that Shawn Michaels was in the main event, and yep. I was like, what the- f-? Yeah? Because I, I, I was like oblivious to- to, like this comeback at first which is weird for somebody that's like such a big fan and i, I get word from some of my wrestle friends uh, <laughs> hey, you know Shawn michaels is gonna be the main event i'm like what wrestle
2: friends yeah <laughs> yeah i was like
1: i was blown away i was like my favorite wrestler's back and he's in the main event yeah he is he's not just some retirement tour match no, or no. whatever he
2: was a legit wrestler here so folks let's run down a little bit before you wrestle me in 20 like we said it came from Madison Square Garden, where WrestleMania 1, of course, was, and WrestleMania 10. One of the last times, though, before they switched to exclusively domes and shit like that, yeah. which was around 22 Are you sure? or three.
1: Wasn't 21 the one that was, like, in the Detroit field thing or whatever? That was 23. No, I'm sorry. 21 was big time. Hollywood, yeah. yeah. So, this was had a very intimate feel to
2: it. MSG, yeah. always a great atmosphere for WWF, especially of back course. then.
1: Yeah, definitely. Great and, crowd. Especially during this time. People wanted their wrestling. They did. They wanted it back, they, too, because it was, it was pretty heinous the last year.
2: And this is SmackDown in the middle of the brand split, which means that we have uh, two commentary teams, Michael Cole and Taz, during their good period, uh, join us from SmackDown. <sighs> I'm trying to remember. This was, was this the first WrestleMania where there was a split team? Like uh, I the, think 19 had one as well. Okay. And JR and King, who were kind of in the twilight of them ever being good, but they were still okay in they 04. They were still there. They were JR still okay. wasn't a sailor baby or whatever <laughs> yet. <laughs> right, except Vince didn't put the hat on and make fun of him yet. Yeah.
0: Oh, God! Oh, God! Oh, God!
2: that's our commentary team. We've still got Fink on uh, Ringing Out to Duties with Tony Chimmel alternating yeah. for now, the at matches. at this
1: point, Fink was coming back only pretty much for WrestleMania. For WrestleMania, yeah. yeah.
2: By this point, I think yeah. Lillian and Tony Chimmel were doing the regular pay-per-views. Right, and Raw. And, and Raw, yeah. Champion Shaw. Yeah, Champion Shaw. So, uh, running down the matches here, there's 12 of them, and we start out
1: this sounds so funny in yeah, retrospect. This sounds funny, but you have this to remember, big. this was the coming out for the man in this match. This was this was what launched him. That's right. It was the U.S. champion Big
2: Show during their we-don't-know-what-to-do-with-big-show period Yeah, taking on John Cena. Yes, opening match, John Cena, folks. And he was still in the midst of pretty much his white rapper gimmick. The Doctor of Thugonomics was his yeah, theme here. he still had it. It's still that. He, they
1: they were, seemed to start to kind of moving him to a more mainstream yeah. like, he's just a good guy. Yeah, kind of with an attitude or something, yeah, right? He, he has ruthless aggression.
2: <laughs> yeah, excuse me, not an attitude. Right. That was earlier, you know, yeah. now it's ruthless aggression that he had. But uh, this is a memorable spot. Remember when he puts him in the FU,
1: as it was called back that, then? Yeah, that FU is like... It's a big deal. That's something they always played when they hyped Cena. Forever. It yep. was like it was like his Hulk Hogan slamming Andre the Giant yep. moment, right? Like that's what they treated it as. And I remember the camera bulbs going yeah. off as he's picking him up. Oh, can he do it? Look at can champion! I love how they booked this. It was just like old school, like very like David versus Goliath. John Cena's this up and comer. Um can he win his first title? Yep. That's that's the other thing. John Cena now is like one million times. <laughs> yeah, right, champion. right. He's Babe
2: Ruth now, yeah, too. Don't he's, ba-
1: he's the Babe, for the Babe Ruth of the wrestling. But at this point he had not had a belt.
2: No, he hadn't. Yeah. So Not even to hold up his pants. It's a seminal seminal moment for uh, John Cena's career. It was, right. a, It was a launching pad and for him. And it probably
1: shaped this, it's the beginning of an era here. Like, I really. think so. Like I, This is where Cena is being groomed yep. to
2: be the number one guy. Absolutely. And it's a good little match, too. It's fine. Uh, next up was Booker T and Rob Van Dam, the tag team champions. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, I know. This is a fatal four-way against the Dudley boys, who are still hanging on barely by this point. Garrison Cade
1: <laughs> and Mark Gindrak. Do you want to say anything about Garrison Cade? Because I know how Lance much you Cade. love him. Well, he
2: just reminds me of that you know, Cade Murdoch era, but yeah. he he was probably a waste of talent and here. Fucking
1: Jindrak. And fucking How did Mark he Jindrak. leak into this fucking time period? Remember him over on <laughs> yeah. WCW yeah, I remember Worldwide? Him.
2: Yep. And La Resistance. Now, uh, I always liked that team. Yeah, Rene Dupree, and this is the Rob Conway version, Right. Though. There
1: was actually two versions yeah, of this the, team. I don't remember who was before Rob Conway anymore. It, oh, but.
2: Rene Dupree, and fuck, I can't remember. Frenchie French, yeah, Frenchie like, Martin. Yeah. Uh,
1: so his name was Sylvain Grany You French fried fuckhead.
2: This was short, and it was. It, it's been a while since I've seen twenty, but it, it's whatever. It's the second match of it WrestleMania. Exists. Yeah, like
1: it, it's cool down because that Cena thing was actually like the crowd was really into that great like, opener. Yeah, and and you kind of need a cool down, and you went into the next match, and this is a very memorable match. Storyline me. here,
2: Quinn. yeah, Christian defeated Chris Jericho.
1: If you recall, during this angle here. um Chris Jericho, um, I believe he was dating Trish Stratus or something yeah, in, the, Trish. In, in the car fob yeah. over there. Yeah, in the car fob. And Christian was kind of like this obnoxious, like he thought, Christian, at last you yes. all on your own, like all that shit. Yeah, And I kind of love that. Yeah, he did his
2: peeps. Did he have
1: his peeps I uh, He didn't have
2: his peeps he yet. Did he go to
1: Easter yet? Yeah, I didn't yet. have
2: any peeps this Easter either. Oh,
1: piss me suck. off. I love peeps. Anyway, Anywho, so they have this great... They have a great match, right? Absolutely peeps. Yeah. They, no, they do. It's very good. They have a really good match. No joke. Jericho's awesome here. the ending is that Trish, she looks really hot. Like, she's got this, like, kind of jacket on or something, and she looks like badass. And all of a sudden, her expressions change. I uh-huh. remember this. And her yep. hair gets, like, swifted back or something. Swifted. And, and she turns on Jericho, calls him the match, Christian wins, and then they, like... They like kiss on like the WrestleMania twenty like entrance way and it's like very like I don't know why I always just remember, remember that. Right? Like it's very like iconic. They yep. like filmed it right or something, right? It yep. looked Oh my god Oh for God's sakes. The two top tangles up there <laughs> Great little match
2: too. Yeah. Uh, one of those just solid
1: This worked for everyone involved, matches. including
2: Trish, Absolutely. Jericho, and
1: Christian. I I thought this was fantastic. <laughs>
2: Now, this was also a big deal, this next match here, yes. because the four horsemen of the 2000s, Evolution, right. uh, in this case... Well, according to Triple H. Yeah, according to Triple H. Batista, Randy Orton, and Ric Flair, making right. a, a wrestling appearance here, defeated Mick Foley and the returning. Hadn't seen him in literally almost a year. The Rock. And this was a huge deal that the Rock and Sock
1: Connection, Quinn, yes. were back together. Now... Before this match happened, there was some questions in the wrestling community. I remember this specifically about, could The Rock still go? He had been on a break, which a break that had seemed longer than it actually was. Because he was in and out for so long, yes. Right. And there was some question here, is is The Rock still good? Right. Like, is he been in Hollywood? You know, this was still a new thing where The Rock was a movie star. He was like, a goatee. It, yeah. Yeah. So he comes back here, and believe it or not, he's He's awesome. Yeah, they're both good. I remember that being the big news out of this match, where people were legitimately stunned. Oh, my God, The Rock is still, like, he's got it. And Foley brought it too. Yeah, Foley and, uh, hadn't
2: really regularly
1: really wrestled. Was, yes, this was also the beginning of Foley being having a, a couple of really good WrestleMania matches post retirement, which I thought was incredible. Actually, yep. all things considered, and
2: this helps make uh, Batista and Randy Orton here. This yes. is a high-profile match for them.
1: I I think this. Um, I didn't really like. I said I was coming back, and I didn't know much about these Batista and Randy it's Orton an fellas here. Yeah, they got like, As who are these guys? And I I would I'll tell you what. I like the Orton. um, I knew a little bit about his his legend killer or whatever thing. Yeah. He was a
2: jerk. Right. That was his main thing.
1: I remember a big takeaway from this match. I was like, that Batista looks like a star. Absolutely. I, I, I was like, this guy, there's something there. And, and this started a, uh, like almost a year-long build, I think it was, mm-hmm. to Batista kind of emerging.
2: Outgrows Evolution, basically, right, yeah. and ha- comes to butt heads with Triple H. That would be the main event of the next
1: WrestleMania. Yeah. I remember going into this match. Weren't Flair and Batista tag champs, and Randy Orton was IC champ? I think you're right about that, yeah. actually.
2: You know what? You're right about yeah. that. This is in the middle of Randy Orton's IC title run. Again, because they're like the four horsemen. They got all the belts. They have to have all the belts. Now, in the uh, bathroom break match here, we have the Hall of Famer, Tori Wilson. Who I like, we we like Tori. Yeah, and Sable. Remember, she was back for a while. So
1: yeah, I remember remember this match. She was like ultra slutty in her return. Remember? Now this is an evening gown match. Of
2: course it is. It's a Playboy evening gown match. Very special. Who they
1: defeat? Miss Jackie. Yes. Now this. That's not Jacqueline though. No, this is the other Miss Jackie Jackie. Jackie Gata. (laughs) Now Jackie Gata was um Charlie Haas's wife. Correct. Yes. Um, And was she a tough enough winner? I believe so. Um. You know, like I always thought there could have been something there with her, but they just never just gave her the shot. Yeah, yeah, I like guess so. Um, and Stacey Keebler, um, who was kind of like at the height of her powers, like as far as like a And Tori. The, the sexy yeah, her and Tori were like the top ladies of yep. WWE.
2: Absolutely. Uh, and then Sable was kind of the old-timer making a return here. And by old, I mean old.
1: She was go- one last round for
2: Sable mm-hmm. here, I guess. Yeah, one last round. Yeah. Uh, That's are about that one. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. Anyway, Tori Wilson and Sable won and got to Pose and Playboy or some shit. Yeah. Who
1: cares?
2: Now, <laughs> cruiserweight open here. Ugh. This was just to get a bunch of guys on the card. It's basically, you know, they do the battle royals a yes. lot. This is now, that. This is
1: a heinous <laughs> era
2: for this division. It really is. The champion, Chavo Guerrero. Because, of course. <laughs> Which? But they,
1: they, you know, uh, but this whole cruiserweight era, right? Fucking Chavo. I know he's a heel I know I am supposed to hate him (laughs) but he was so fucking boring why couldn't they have like a cruiserweight champion that was like a fan favorite for a title that's like fairly new (laughs) to the company you know what I mean like you think like we want to get this title over let's give it to Chavo with Chavo Classic yeah fucking Chavo Chavo Senior yeah Yeah.
2: (laughs) so defeated uh, Akio who was uh, what's his freaking name I don't know he was Jimmy Wang Yang Uh, oh yes he's the cowboy yes um, Asian guy Billy Kidman when he was Still like regular Billy
1: Kidman, still I liked good. Billy Kidman back then a lot. Funaki you know? he was always good. Yep. Okay. Jamie Nobleboy. <laughs> Jamie Nobleboy, but nobody like knew who he was yet. Jamie Nobleboy. It wasn't. It wasn't until remember he got um. Nidia, and then he was awesome. Yes, Nobody remembers that. He was, And then he went to ROH, and he was even better. He was really good in yeah. ROH.
2: Uh, Nunzio, who's a little guido you might know him as from, what, the FBI or ECW, yeah, he right? he was just a acquisition through the purchase of the, ECW. Yep. Uh, Ray Mysterio Jr., that's a big deal, obviously. Right. Shannon Moore was
1: kicking around still. That's right. Remember Shannon Moore? Actually, th- this is early in his kicking around because he'd be kicking around with a freaking mohawk forever.
2: Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. the mohawk era. Uh, Tajiri, who I always Liked. Yeah, and Ultimo Dragon. So
1: was this the was this the moment when he slipped on the cape? <laughs> I forget. I is think it this might it? be. It might be where he slips on the cape. I can't.
2: Remember.
1: No, wait. I don't remember if that's it, what it might it is. not be. This, but all all I know is Dragon. That was like his debut or whatever and he slipped on the cape and it's very unfortunate <laughs> did because that kill lit- his run. Yes, it actually did. And you know what sucks is that it's fucking Ultimo he Dragon one of and best. you know how I have like an affinity for him. So like do I. I really like him. No, and I thought great. when I heard he was coming to the WE or whatever. Yeah, the W E like I thought he was gonna be the hottest shit. I was like, Fuck yeah, like We like Ultimo Dragon, like bring him back. Yeah, and he he slipped on the cape.
2: Anyway, Chavo won this thing, which is basically a gauntlet match. Okay, that's what the Cruiserweight Open was. Now, this is a very early example, Quinn, of the crowd turning on something.
1: Yeah. Very New York was way ahead of the curve. Very interesting case study, I want to say this match is. I agree. We need a little background here for people to understand. So first first of all, this this match. Before it was, you know, set in stone and everything, if I recall, this was a. People were really looking forward to this. Right. Oh, yeah. This was like a big deal. Yes. This was going to be Goldberg to fight Brock Lesnar. Wow. Kind of like the same thing.
2: WWF's version versus the WCW version. Right.
1: So this is like, fuck yeah, right? Oh, yeah. Um,. And on top of it, you have Sheriff Austin going to be the the referee. Remember, he was the yep. sheriff, and he had the ATV and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. So everyone's all excited about this, right? Sure. Like this was one of the this was supposed to be one of the big matches on this car. Oh yeah. And then we get word. I believe first we got word that Goldberg's contract was expiring, and he was just After planning this. to. Re- he kind of just retired. Like he was old yes. as it was. So. And, and that was fine at first. Nobody had any problem with that because they understood. They were like, okay, yeah, I mean, Goldberg's older. did this... a one-year contract. I, I think people, maybe that even hyped up some more excitement for the match because people were like, oh, it's Goldberg's kind of farewell, Brock, right? Like maybe this... Brock will win. Right, yeah, so that's pretty cool. But then, like, I want to say, like, the weekend of this <laughs> fucking before, show. Be very close to it. Like, fucking Brock Lesnar is like, not paying me enough, bye. I'm leaving, I'm going to go play football for the Vikings. Yeah. Hush! 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 Hush. I want to go make millions of dollars yep. on the Vikings. So. so, they the crowd knows about this shit, right? And they're like, "Oh fuck no!" <laughs> right? It's like it's one thing. Goldberg's old and retiring. Right? We're not mad at him. But what about Brock, our guy? He's fucking new. And he's they, like twenty six or something. Pushed him to the moon. Right. He was the champion. Yep. What the fuck is this shit? So, ba- <laughs> like, that's literally like what the crowd was thinking.
2: So basically, they boo pretty much the entire match, right?
1: here in Madison Square Garden are getting
2: antsy. So they boo the whole thing, which is probably not really a bad power match if you rewatch it without the crowd.
1: Well, the, I recall okay. both of them are kind of distracted. It they, get, oh, they it clearly gets, are. It gets really loud. Now, well, the one good thing about this is Austin <laughs> knows... Because Austin's a fucking pro. He was the number one guy forever. Yes. He... kind of takes command of this whole situation right yep and i don't know if it was on the fly or what but he starts acting ridiculous the whole time doing his austin bit drinking beers and shit and then at the very end he like stuns first
2: brock first brock then then he gives goldberg a beer yeah and then he stuns goldberg also and
1: people people end up going home happy out of that match because they're like austin well it's austin
2: so it's an interesting match. Uh, can't really rate it. It's very weird. Uh, the next thing is another fatal four way. This is for the WWE Tag Team Championship. Though. Now this is
1: this this team. That's the champions. <sighs> it's very weird because it's Rikishi and Scotty hottie Not not, not the Grand, too cool <laughs> Grandmaster Sexy. It's only the Hip Hop Hippo and the Hippo. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> and they uh, defeated. The APA, who was on their last legs here, because JBL would be forthcoming very soon.
1: And that was unfortunate, because, you know, APA was still kind of popular, even at this point. Always. (laughs) APA was never not over. (laughs) They were always good. Yeah, but I think, well, it was Ron Simmons was, he was about ready to, he was about ready to retire. (laughs) He was like 47 or something. And take a backstage role, if I recall. Yeah. So this is, you know, they were kind of on their way out.
2: Yeah. And also in this match were the Basham brothers. Yeah, they were over. Remember them? Danny and Doug Basham, horrible.
1: The joke always was the Crickets or whatever. Yeah, like, right. Bashams.
2: Bashams. Yeah. And the world's greatest tag team, which is a misnomer, but it was Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin. To be very fair, good. Wrestlers. A very good tag team. Very good, but not the world's greatest, Quinn. <laughs> it's not the world's greatest. I think it
1: was because they were with Kurt Angle. That's why it was.
2: They like, were. Yeah. 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 All right. Anyway, Rikishi and. Got it too to retain their titles here. Now we have an actual women's wrestling match with an actual stipulation. It's actually kind of longer. It's ah, like seven this, minutes. This
1: was so fun. Yeah, no, I, it was. I, I like
2: this a lot. The very talented champion of uh, Victoria, right? Who awesome. But now was she this really when was. she had the
1: butt dance music, I can't or remember, was this Quinn. like when she was like spiders or whatever? That's like, your
2: specialty. I don't remember. Yeah, it was one of the other. She was a champion, and she was uh, putting her title on the line against
1: Molly Holly's hair. Right now, Molly Holly, another true pro. Holy shit! So Molly Holly, she loses the match. Right now, I thought this was a great stipulation because you know, honestly, a hair match matters more for a woman than it does a man. It does, yeah, because it's just the way things are. Guys just have short hair; they'll grow back. And if you stick your hand in the hair, is it easy to get it out? You know, women, it's like hair is like a big deal, yeah, right? A lot of so, them, yeah. Like this is actually like something was on the line, right? Something was on the line. When yeah. Molly had long blonde hair yeah. and you know, she had gray hair and stuff. And anyway, she loses. And I personally I watched this and I was like, Dude, she's not really gonna like like she's gonna cut off a little bit, right? right. Like no, no they shaved. strapped Molly in. Yep. She goes for it. She goes Curly. Yeah. <laughs> curly from the Three Stooges, that is. Yes. She's ball. She's ball. You could tell everyone involved here had a good time, and I think yeah. that the crowd enjoyed it. Like, nobody didn't like this. Absolutely. It was yeah. fun, right? Yeah. Now, and I just thought that was, that was just a great little thing in the middle of this show. Nice little touch. Yeah. Kurt Angle
2: challenged Eddie Guerrero, who was the champion. Yes. I always thought it would have been great if Eddie won it here,
1: but he had won so, it the month earlier from Brock. Right. So this is some weirdness here, because... A lot of people say that to this day. They're like, "Why didn't he just win it here? Like, why couldn't Angle hold it for like a month longer?"
2: Because Brock. No, because he won it from Brock.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's that's probably why. It's because they needed to get it off. Lesnar shit,
2: because he was leaving. And he was going to fight Goldberg. So, so Eddie was the newly crowned champion as of like a month earlier. So it was a big deal when he won it.
1: But it was also like he was treated like an underdog. So I remember going into this match. A lot of people figured, Oh, this they're just this is like a courtesy run for yeah. Eddie, right? He's not gonna be Kurt Angle on yeah, WrestleMania. Th- this I mean. is Angle's great period. Right. This is Angle as like one of the number one draws. Yeah. And this is a great
2: match. Yeah, really great match. Really great. Match, really yeah. great. Eddie wins. Now, Eddie wins. He he,
1: he cheats, steals. Of course why? he does. Is this something. Is this the one with the boot? I don't this is the one with the boot with yeah, the ankle lock. The ankle lock and the boot. Yeah. The boot slips off and then he Fantastic beats Fantastic it. match. Fucking awesome. Yeah, great, really good match.
0: Just tap it. Wait a minute. The boot was flying. The boot came off. Look at this. one, two,
1: three. Wins. Eddie and then this next one now this okay i know i just want to say this first joe go ahead quinn i know you don't like the undertaker i yeah now <laughs> that being said I, I like him sometimes yeah but that being said yes he had been trouser taker for a while and big, a bit booger red big and all, booger red right and all this and he had disappeared for a couple months he died again yes right and everyone was kind of like i think people wanted this dead man back yeah this, this was point. why they, it was they, good. they were very restless to get the it, dead man it back. had been
2: four years. Right. Or more.
1: And so these vignettes start appearing, yep. um, saying that Undertaker's coming back, and he's the dead man. Right. Like, he's old Undertaker again. And Kane's bald, yeah, no mask. Kane's bald, no mask, yeah. Et cetera. So they set this match up, and, I, and actually, I think the, the choice of opponent is perfect for the return of Dead Man Taker. Because right, old time's sake here. Right, because this, cause this was like the relaunch. Of the Undertaker, yeah, it was essentially, uh, and and to have him fight Kane, I thought was a good callback. It's like okay, because we really want to hype. Okay, he's the Dead Man now, so he's got to face his supernatural brother <laughs> in a magic match. Yeah, and it's short. It's short, but it, honestly, this this was great. I I remember really enjoying like. Getting to really? see him have that entrance again mm-hmm. was just a really big deal at the time. It was not played out because we hadn't seen it, it for four years. Yeah. And he has
2: Paul Bearer with him again, right? Too. And Paul
1: Bear came back. Yeah. For this like it was so cool. A very
2: large man at this point. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Quinn. And then in the uh, final match here, Triple H and Shawn Michaels had a triple threat with somebody. I don't know who it was. Right. So, You're not allowed to know, I guess.
1: Let's just have a kind of precursor to all of this. So first of all, yep. Triple H and Shawn Michaels had been having kind of an epic feud. Since 02 Really since the drop the ball promo. But, <laughs> in 98, sure. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, but and and so they they'd finally been settling it in matches that were were crazy. Really. Sean's comeback match in
2: SummerSlam '02 was incredible. Right, Sean really, had an
1: incredible. I think they had a match at Survivor Series as well. And O2. They did.
2: Yeah, and they were on and off feuding. Raw, all, all sorts of stuff. And They were always going for the World Heavyweight Title. Yeah, World Heavyweight. Right now,
1: in between all of this, uh, Voldemort wins the Royal Rumble. In a big 04. surprise yep. from the number one position, I want yep, to say. Yep, lasted longer than uh, Backlund. And all the Canadian people were very happy about this. Yeah, Scott Keith was very happy, Yeah, This was a big moment at the time. And, and And I, I understand that um, it's ruined. Uh, yeah, sure, and I for, get it. But... um, It was a big deal that Triple recall, H lost. How about I, that? Yeah, if I recall, and I think I've seen the match after after the fact, and I, and I think other people have reported the same, the consensus seems to be that this was a great match. It like is a great even, match. Whatever you want it, however, you approach Voldemort's career, right. this is. Ultimately, a great match. It's great. Sean is still wearing normal tights, not the pants right.
2: things, not he the bell bottoms.
1: Now, he, yeah, he would switch soon because his legs He the had braces. Year. Yeah, he, yeah. He, 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 that was not like to be stupid, right? That was literally because yes. he just didn't want to have yes. like braces like yes, Stone Cold. Yes.
2: Uh, Triple H was in the middle of he thinks he's Ric Flair and Harley race put together, period. You right. know, the evolution, well, the, the, I gotta best say, thing short ever. match for Triple H, 24
1: minutes. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> 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 and
2: Chris Voldemort wins the world title in an emotional moment at the time, hindsight being what it is. Eddie Guerrero comes in and and congratulates him, which was such a real moment because these are the two guys that jumped yeah. from WCW at the same time four and years earlier. Honestly,
1: this emotional being in the ring, friends together kind of thing. It's very reminiscent of the last WrestleMania in Madison Square Garden, WrestleMania 10, where everyone hoists. Brent. Yeah. I kind of dig that. Actually, I think I, it's nice. I, it it kind of comes full circle at the end. You're you're in that same familiar environment with the entrance way down the center in the back yeah. and the people celebrating. There's confetti and stuff and classic way to just end the a a show. Great way to go home and uh, you can see why people like this WrestleMania. A Absolutely. Lot. Yep. Uh, so
2: that's WrestleMania 20. Why don't we now now find out who drew number eight?
0: <laughs> First off. I'd like to welcome everyone here at the Silverdome to WrestleMania 30.
2: Well, Quinn. 10 years later, it was WrestleMania
1: 30. This made the cut as well. Now, this WrestleMania, I love this show, and I understand <laughs> we're going to get all the people. It's new. What What are you yeah, doing? Yeah, how could it be good how, if it's how, new? How, how dare it be good? Yeah, like, it, it is, folks. It's, it actually is pretty good. <laughs> it's one of the best WrestleManias I've ever seen personally it's Uh, great it's up
2: there it's up there and we'll find out where it comes exactly obviously in ranking time but this was in the middle of a couple of things that we'll get into but this was a big deal because a lot of things came to a head here and some cool moments happened this is from New Orleans. This is from the Superdome, not the Silverdome. Hogan, The Rock, and Austin all wind up having like fun in the opening segment. Yeah, but which, it's stupid. Let's,
1: let's go over the precursors to this, right? What do you want to go over? Just about the build-up to this show, because that was, well, to me, what made this show.
2: The biggest thing about it is Daniel Bryan and his uh his basically like meteoric rise since 2013. Yes. Getting screwed out of the WF title by Triple H at SummerSlam. Triple H's official heel turn, by yes. the way. So that was the big deal here. And the authority was uh, holding him down and he was a B plus player. And in the meantime, Batista came back and won the 2014 Royal Rumble, pissing off everybody. He also had tiny pants. And he looked and like Pitbull.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and don't, they were t- don't forget all the other nonsense that went on with Daniel Bryan, like uh, being absorbed into the Wyatts. Into the Wyatts, thing. yeah. yeah. All, all that shit, right? And they were teasing that, yeah, they're just going to put Daniel Bryan in these shitty things. Like yeah. he wasn't in the Royal Rumble. Right. Remember that yep, disaster? I remember that, of course. Ray everyone Mysterio does. The came out at 30, and, and everyone's pissed. And everyone booed the rest of it. Because, yeah. But it all worked. It all, it worked all actually together. was fixed. I, this time. It all kind of siphoned into the build of. And honestly, it all, all of this stuff we went through in these three months, yeah. I really think that. You know, I know it's not them that did it. It was really the fans. But I For really, once. I really think it's what made this such a memorable and, like, it has resonated with people even five years later, like, to, to say that this was such a great show.
2: It's a real feel-good show in a lot right. of ways. Uh, now, the pre-show match here, back when there was only one on the pre-show. Thank God. This is also the first WrestleMania, I believe the first event on the WWE Network as well, yes, for the record.
1: Is, uh, yeah, that's true. It's that's a that's actually a big deal, huh? Yeah, Maiden
2: Voyage. Yeah. People were worried if it was going to work or not. You know, yeah. like, does vince know what he's doing but how are they gonna it worked
1: yeah i also want to just note just because for this era it was kind of a big deal this is actually the first wrestlemania without cm punk who was a big player yeah i know i'm just saying like that was a that was a thing yeah Yeah. he's great all right so (laughs) the
2: pre-show match was the usos the face usos you know your mom's a cyborg your mom's cyborg your mom's mom's a cyborg cyborg. you can probably play that right (laughs)
0: now
2: they were uh, the WWE tag team champions, and they defeated in a fatal four-way. It's common. Los Matadores, remember them? No one, no one cares. With El Torito. Yeah, yeah uh, that with the midget. Uh, with the yeah, midget. The uh, it was a Dorito. Yeah, it was El, El Dorito, Dorito yeah. yeah. The Real real Americans. I like this
1: team. Mm-hmm. I miss them.
2: Cesaro and Jax flagger. Yeah. yeah, I like, uh, I like both and, wrestlers. And Uncle Zab was with, with them. <laughs> Yeah, with Uncle Zabakaya. Yeah. And the stupidly named Axel Curtis Axel and Ryback, because right. they're horrible Basically, at tag teams.
1: Basically, these people need to get on the show.
2: Exactly. Yeah. So which is typical. But the opening proper, Daniel Bryan had a stipulation, Quinn, where yes. he had to beat Triple H. <laughs> and if you beat him, he'd be able to get into the uh, world title match and make it a triple threat right. match. And, and
1: Triple H was an absolute dick
2: yes, the whole the time. The whole time. And,
1: and and Stephanie comes out dressed like a school teacher or something. Is that something? what it is? I school don't teacher know outfit what the
2: hell that was. Yeah, it's something like, like that, a, right?
1: or something. Like that. I don't know. It was weird. And she comes out thinking she's so good. And Triple H is so good. right? And he does the whole like the spitting <laughs> yep. and the, the ridiculous yep. I don't Was this the Terminator? I don't remember. No, Some that wasn't the Terminator. Fucking shit. Something else. Lord of Master of Kings yeah. with Sasha Banks or something. Like, yeah, I think uh, like, so, actually. yeah, but, I think it's the one with Sasha. <laughs> and, and Charlotte. But good there, reference. Nobody knows who they are. Good reference. Yeah. yeah.
2: And Daniel Bryan's way in the height of the yes movement, so to right. say. Speak, uh, and his
1: entrance at this fucking thing It's is very yes It's so good All down the ramp it's He very, like yes. jumps up and yes And like this is height of this Like the crowd yeah. is ridiculous Dory. As he's like coming down During an era
2: where it had been very hard for the fans to fully support a face, obviously we all know the John Cena backlash and the eventual Roman Reigns and the backlash with Becky Lynch, the backlash, and Brian would have experienced it too had he not gotten injured, but man, for a few periods of time here was he over with everyone for the most part anyway. Universally loved. Seriously, non wrestling fans that we watch this with were all into it.
1: Yes, 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 it's gonna get
2: And he beats Triple H in, of course, a 25-minute match. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's got to be long. What's weird is he
1: very soundly defeats he him. He, him. He just beats him. He just beats him in a good match. It is that, good. It's not he great. He beats him, but my favorite part is he gets him to tap out yeah, in the which Yes is, lock. which
2: is rare. Yes, and I taps. thought that
1: was just unbelievable. I, I mean, what a, what a send-off to yeah. the main event, right? It's like he tapped
2: Triple H. A lot of people rank this as a, one of the best openers. I don't know if it is or not. I have to rewatch it. I remember it being very good. I don't know if it's really that great, though.
1: I think it's really just that the excitement. That won, yeah. I I yeah. Because there was still lingering doubt for certain a lot of people going in are they just gonna fuck them like, right, it's like right, is that because right. like, that was the you whole never thing knew. about this show you didn't know and then you still have to get to this main event right exactly like, yeah
2: so that opened up the show now the next thing is fucking awesome oh, this, is, this is
1: so good this <laughs> is how you
2: deal with old people right so Kane and the outlaws were teaming up for god knows what reason right <laughs> because they were both here <laughs> and they're all old yeah right? Kane and the new age outlaws So,
1: S.H.I.E.L.D., at, like, the height of them being good... Right. We have to recall, I mean, this is during the times when, like, they had the S.H.I.E.L.D. Bray Wyatt family standing off like, against each and other. And that was awesome. Like, yeah. basically, these factions were really good. Yes. And,
2: and this is before the Roman backlash, obviously. Right. Yeah. And this is where Ambrose started to become interesting, finally. Right. After being, like, really boring. A weird SWAT team, <laughs> yeah. US champion forever. So they beat the shit out of Kane and the Outlaws in, like, three minutes. It's amazing. Everyone's happy. It's yeah. quick. There's no
1: bullshit. Like, It's just the, the, again, how soundly they beat them. Just like how Daniel Bryan beat Triple H. It's Absolutely. like two matches in a row. The old guard's going down to the Boom. new guard. That's- like this is fucking awesome and people are like fuck yeah like already
2: you know and then we have the first ever Andre the Giant Memorial uh, Battle Royal and
1: this is good too this one's
2: really fun yeah and the winner is Cesaro right who everyone was all happy about at the time
1: because it's Claudio Casagnoli right so (laughs) so this was during a period of time where it was truly believed that oh my god cesaro is going to get a singles run yes and he's an excellent wrestler obviously now, at also, this time so he wins this big fucking trophy right yes like, this is the first time so it's not like drawn out nope. nobody has knows what to expect with this yet yep and i remember also the next night he said i'm a paul heyman guy. yeah so and- like this this is these are very cherished days yes for, for a lot of these characters that are still in the company to Correct. this day like these are very well remembered times
2: the next thing wasn't very good, and it's so fucking long. It's John Cena defeating Bray Wyatt, and it's like over 20 minutes, and this sucked
1: Now, okay. when it sucked. No, I, I don't think it was great. It was The only part that I agree with is I do think, I know a lot of people like to talk about this, but I really think Cena needed to win this. What? Yes. Why? Because Bray Wyatt had been fucking dominating. They, what? they basically did the Rusev build with Bray Wyatt. The same thing, where John Cena is this big good guy fighting evil. I'm just saying, in a storyline perspective, to me, it made sense.
2: I don't think that he needed to win, but it's fine that he did. And Bray Wyatt isn't good.
1: (laughs) He wasn't. No, but I mean, I'm just saying that they they had had this. He had been abducting people and all this. Yeah, I know. The way they booked it was just, storyline made sense. I don't think the fans want it. No one did. No one cared about that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the next thing, obviously, is probably the most historical thing Fuck. on this entire card. It's man, this card's fucking good, man. Stack. It's The Undertaker, 21-0, uh, against Brock Lesnar, who had not lost since coming back now, for the uh, second time. This comeback.
1: This match, I want to say this, that I've watched it in retrospect. I've watched it over a couple times. Yeah. And I've come to the conclusion that the quietness is by design in this match. What do you mean? That they wrestle a slow-paced match because I think that they wanted to lull you into thinking the taker was going to win i think they just undertaker's 50 and
2: brock lesnar's brock lesnar
1: he had one more good match in him at this point that's why Not I don't this think one
2: that, he looked like shit here remember he has like the mohawk like he looks like a reject
1: from the powers of pain i think there like was the kenny psych- banya I, of the powers of pain i personally think there was some psychology going into this that's maybe, all that's all i'm saying because maybe. it was so stunning it was really he, long it was long and but slow he, he hits this f5 and you think just he's gonna. He always sits. Die, up die. 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 Die, that, die. That's it. And he yeah. do, and he doesn't get up. A third and the Undertaker.
0: Brock Lesnar into the cover the leg. The streak is over.
1: Good. And fuck him. But needed okay. to lose. With all that being said, Joe, the surprise of this. Yeah. I remember sitting right with you. This was fucking un. This was
2: unbelievable. Quinn turned to me and he's like, "Holy shit! I think Undertaker's gonna lose." And yeah. everyone's like, no. And yeah. he lost. So I'll give you that. You yeah. called that. Right. I like did. You did as but I a,
1: still was stunned.
2: As a wrestling observer, Match, you did, though. You were watching the the flow of the match and you're like, I think he's going to lose. Yeah. And he lost. Yeah, I'll give I remember you, that.
1: you guys all turned to me and yelled at me, too. It's like, come on. Yep. Like,
2: yeah. Yep. And he actually lost. Now, yes, it was stunning. The guy with the bug eyes, right? This is where Kevin Dunn, I guess, fell in love with crowd reaction shots. So it gave to us be fair, gift. this
1: was the actual good use of the crowd reaction shots. I suppose like, this is the time when well, that you pull WrestleMania that. seven. Yeah, I'm just saying. That, yeah, this is the time where you pull that trigger. I guess like, so. You know yeah, I mean? like, this, he kept pulling it; it got stuck. Yeah, <laughs> but great moment
2: great moment. Regardless. Memorable, yeah. yeah. I mean, some people think it never should have ended. Fuck that. It needed to end. He's a fucking old pro. Of course he's gonna lose. He's doesn't he retire undefeated. He's not even undefeated. It's just at fucking WrestleMania. Right. And he's old as shit, and this is when he would just come back, like, once a year and be like, die, die, die. I hate you. all oh, ghouls and reapers. And like, fuck off. Good. He's, I'm he's glad und- he fucking lost. Fuck him.
1: I'll just say this. He's an undead zombie wizard, so um, I don't want to hear anything fuck about him. Fuck off my TV. He should never retire. AJ
2: Lee was the women's champion, Quinn, and Vicky Guerrero had an invitational match here for the Divas Divas Championship, yes. if
1: it's still that, the butterfly tramp stamp belt. Now, uh, this was definitely because de- the crowd was just so, they couldn't believe what they had just seen. This yeah, was clearly to kill time. Absolutely. Although so this got Summer Rae on a WrestleMania, yes. so I'll never be t- upset about that. So here's who we got it. Oksana, Remember her. <laughs> Alicia Fox, old pro God, that she is. God, Oksana, this was during when she got the brown hair and like, yes. what the hell did
2: the dark hell? hair? Yeah, yeah, it was like weird. <laughs> Brian Bella, yeah. <laughs> Cameron, yep. Emma, remember Emma?
1: Yeah, remember her? This it was, was she was still dancing Emma, yeah. not the evil Emma that was good.
2: Right, Eva Marie before she was a good heel. <laughs> yeah, early total <laughs> yeah. divas. Layla on the downswing of her career. Mm-hmm. Naomi before she was good. Mm-hmm. Natty is never good. Yucky uh, Bella. Yucky Bella. <laughs> Rosa Mendez was still there. Holy shit. This is right before she had her baby. Remember? Right, okay. Summer Ray and believe it or not Tamina Snuka who was <laughs> who was <is laughs> new no already other- there yet yeah. new and AJ Lee who I always liked cuz she skipped. She won uh retained her Women's Divas Championship. Yep. Now, now the main event.
1: Now we go into this main event and I I feel the Interestingly enough, it's so funny because that, that Undertaker thing really changed the mentality the of this, this show. It, it, all of a sudden, this felt like, "Oh, what's going to happen with the Undertaker?" Right? Yeah. Like you were thinking that more. And I, uh, that's one thing I do want to point out. Before, yeah, this. I mean, it was a
2: big splash that that thing made, right? Yeah, that ma- ma- that match. The crowd was stunned. Still, they were. I think. Yeah. I think you're right. I think yeah. that's fair. Probably some pissed off, some happy, but stunned. Yeah. Yes, nonetheless. The champion was Randy Orton, because that's like the backup champion anytime you need one during this period of time.
1: just no, Orton milked it a lot, though, this oh, time. Oh, he was so good. Remember, I want, me- I want the championship. On top of it, just to make him dickier, yeah. he had this, the grand title, the unified, <laughs> yes. yelp, greatest yelp. champion ever, the champion of champions, I Randy think- Orton, he comes out with
2: two belts. I think he was a much better heel than we realized at the time. I,
1: I, <laughs> I say to this really day, good. I think Randy Orton's a, as a shoe-in for the Hall of Fame. He is, yeah,
2: I'm sure he is. He's a Wonderful performer. Well, he is a third-generation star, yeah. so he'll get in. Yeah, uh, Batista, who was supposed to be a big face when he returned at the Rumble, but the crowd just was like, "Really, dude, you're but ba- old." Batista figured it out. Oh, within um, like this period of time yeah. until he left again. And he, he started being blue Tista. He was so good. <laughs> he was, he's always good as a heel.
1: I'll say this about the two other participants besides Brian. They yeah. really, um, they understood the position they were in and they adjusted accordingly. Absolutely. And, I, and I
2: was very pleased with that. Yep, I agree. Uh, this match is good. It's not an all time great, but no. the ending is what makes it, Quinn.
1: So Daniel Bryan, um, I remember he hits the big kick. He makes big Batista, so you have the little Daniel Bryan yep. doing the yes lock on big Batista. Yep. Batista, ah, 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 <laughs> like Batista makes it all his heel suffering faces. Yep, he loses, rolls out. You don't see the two of them.
0: That's how ah, I look like nah, that. Ah.
1: The confetti flows, Daniel Bryan, he's it's Both so glorious. Belts. Then he goes out to Connor. Um, yes, Connor, true. So Connor the Crusher. Name? Connor the Crusher. Um he was a kid with cancer. Yep. And the next year he would have had passed away, unfortunately. Yes. And he would be the first Warrior Award winner. Um Rightfully so. Rightfully so. But Daniel Bryan brings Connor into the ring it's really sweet to celebrate no, with the confetti yeah. with the with the belts, no holding the belts yeah, and it's, it's
2: really great it's moment. so
1: good yep. everyone's happy and i like yep. i wanted to like cry like and like Gwen this is like the greatest rest like I, 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 after it was over i was like this is the greatest fucking thing i've ever seen it like this time. Is, and also daniel bryan winning here was a genuine like we still weren't sure that's like, true. We didn't know. We still were Batista like, Batista could have won this. I was like, they're going to fuck them. Like this, 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 yeah. this is too good to be true. You know? Yeah. They and, did the right thing. And they did the right thing. And it didn't last. It didn't last because Dana Bryan got hurt. And right it, The
2: crowd would have turned on him anyway, because that's what always happens.
1: No, I mean, honestly. Yeah. It, that's what would, remember
2: they were going to feed him with cane and shit like that it was going to be bad. I always thought the cane feud was designed to, um,
1: you know, stymie him.
2: Yeah, stymie. Exactly. Yeah. Good word. But Quinn, let's not get stymied here. We got ranking time coming up. Let me give you a quick refresher. At number one is WrestleMania 17. Number two is WrestleMania 3. WrestleMania 6 is number three, followed by WrestleMania 10 at number four. WrestleMania 8 is number five. And WrestleMania 18 pulls up the rear. Quinn, where are we starting? 20. 20. Um, better than 18. Quick I answer. Yes, it is. Better than 18. Yes, it is.
1: Okay. Is it better than 8, though? I don't think so. I, I hate to say <laughs> okay. it this early, but like. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, do, should we make a case at the very least just to be, you know, be fair here what? as we uh, would be fair to Flair, obviously? Yeah, of like, course. But, which mean, 8 was. Eight, yeah.
2: What do we really like about 8? We really like the two big matches, right? The Brett Piper. Brett Piper. We like the Flair Savage.
1: Yep. We love the commentary. The commentary is really good. The overall package, it's like an easy watch, right? It's fun. It's an fun. easy watch. Um, it's got some nice um previews with Shawn Michaels you get to see. Yes. Undertaker and Jake is fun, yeah, too. that's fun also. Um, Warrior returning. Yeah. I mean, at the if time. you're into that. Yeah, yeah, at the time, it was a big deal.
2: Hogan, Sid's whatever, so. Yeah. So we like all that about it. Twenty has, yeah, I mean, twenty. Cena Big Show is fun.
1: Listen, it's got it's got an impressive thing going on here. Uh, it's got the Cena Big Show, which is cool. It's got that Christian Jericho, which Very is a good. great match. It's got that Evolution Rocket Sock. Goldberg Brock is fun. It's, it's not it's good. It's Fun. It's not good, and I'm not going to put that as an advantage. Right. Exactly. It's just it's neutral. Like it's not going to take away from the show. Right. Like Eddie and Angle. <laughs> Eddie and Anger, right? the Victoria Molly Holly It's thing. fun, it's stupid, it's short, yeah. And we get the Undertaker in the Undead Zombie yeah, thing, which was yeah, right. you know, a big deal at the time, and, and, the triple and a terrific main event. Mm. Maybe it is better. Well, it's got
2: 8 beat in the match department.
1: It does, and actually, like if you look back, I think just because we don't watch it a lot, yeah. we don't have that, that... The
2: warm, fuzzy feeling.
1: Right, but at the same time, this is scientific, right?
2: Yeah, so, no, there's science here, you're right.
1: Is it above 8, but below 10? That might seem, because they're, I almost, I feel like there's some symmetry there because Madison Square Garden, you know. Ah, true. Yeah. You know. Well, 10's got
2: Brett Owen in arguably the greatest opener of all time to anything. And I can't say be. any
1: match at 20 is like the greatest match. Maybe some people might argue they really like Volder, the best yeah, Voldemort but, uh, match ever or it's whatever.
2: it's good, but it's not, uh, yeah, but Eddie Angle is really good. Yeah. The ladder match is the other thing. Right. Those two things... Plus, as a show, it's fine. It's an easy watch. Um, Yeah. Brett with the big happy ending, just like uh, Voldemort with the big happy
1: ending at 20. Yeah. There's a lot of symmetry there, both in the garden. Mm. It's so hard with those newer ones when you compete, because I think nostalgia clouds judgment. And if we're really looking at this objectively, there's more things on 20. Is there not? Like, just to be fair Um, to it.
2: There are, but at the same time, does having more things allow less space to enjoy the things that are really good?
1: True. I, I, I think that's the definitive question here, and I think that's what will control whether it's 20 or 10. I'd argue that 10 has higher peaks True. than 20. I'll, I'll say that. 20 is um, not
2: an all-time well, WrestleMania, though.
1: You say that, but a peak is definitely that Eddie Guerrero more hugging at the end.
2: Thing. No, it is. It is. But then you also have the Brett thing, right? the Brett Yoko whole scenario there the intercontinental title ladder match
1: yeah i opener. just don't i guess i just want to give it fair sh- fair shake because i don't want it to be perceived just because 20 is in 2004 that it's it's handicapped
2: i i appreciate that
1: you know what i you're mean you're right because it, that's it's, not, it's fair. not fair to the show right that it took place then
2: Yeah, these shows have feelings uh randy yeah. savage has his swan song at wrestlemania 10 too don't forget yeah, quinn that's It's true. not good it's but not good. it's I mean, it's crush so it's crush but he does wrestle there and it's like his his fond farewell
1: yeah i think 10 i think a better show be better. i think it's a better show overall i don't really I think the amount of big things at this WrestleMania and especially like launching John Cena to me seems like such a big deal and Batista to a degree. And to, yeah. Batista to a degree. The, the rock. This show, this 20 show in retrospect, it comes off a lot as like a launching point for a, a time period. a time period that I think is a little underrated right now. Oh,
2: four to oh seven ish. I,
1: I think it's trending currently a bit underrated. But actually, I, As time I, I, goes on. I've watched some things from it recently, and yeah. I, I'm impressed and, and surprised to be so impressed with certain things in it.
2: I think if we're going to talk about what launched, though, I think WrestleMania 8 launched the 90s in a, a lot of ways, too, because it launched Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, and Bret Hart all had notable That's wins there, Quinn.
1: Yeah. It was kind of uh, the end of the uh, Hogan fair, era. Fair, fair enough, but um, this show is really exclamation-pointing at 20. I'll settle with you here. What if we put 20 under 10? yeah in all between right eight. i'll do that yeah that's fine that's fair right
2: i don't feel bad about that yeah i don't f- it's not like this is putting you know mike today yeah <laughs> higher than some good announcers you I, know I, like we did the last you might, season you might
1: disagree maybe eight's better i like
2: eight more but i it, like yeah content wise 20 has a lot of really good stuff yeah and i think it's and one of the better ones
1: and personally just from my uh, personal standpoint it brought me back to the company and that's, uh, that's that's something to be said there
2: okay all right so we'll lock in WrestleMania 20 right now at number five, so it'll be in the top five. WrestleMania 8 moves down a slot to number six. Quinn, where do we put 30? Well, should I say, where do we start 30? I
1: think it's better than 10.
2: Oh, man. See, okay. the the nostalgia in me says, fuck, you know, but... But fuck, that show is insane. 30. Here's the thing about 30 I want to set in contrast to some of the newer ones so people don't conflate yeah. WrestleMania 30 with some of these more recent ones. It only has eight matches, and one of them's on the pre-show.
1: And that's an, that was another thing. I, I We forgot to make that point. The pacing on the show is, is great. It is very compact. It's only four hours.
2: Yeah, it's a normal fucking it's show. It's a
1: normal fucking show, so keep that in mind. It's not It's not bloated. It's not bloated. It's It's got a couple of things that some people disagree, but, you know, it's WrestleMania. Sometimes people lose, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> sorry. You know but, what I mean? Or sometimes people win that some people don't want, but, like, that's how it goes. Match-wise,
2: nothing at... Thirty match wise is better than the two big ten matches. Meaning Toronto,
1: but but we're also living in a world where six is above ten. Exactly, and that's how I feel about this show. It's more like six. It's about the moments, and this show was so good. It's easy watch. Believe it or not, I watched it. I've watched it at least like two times since it aired. Right, like I've I've actually gone back and watched it and been like, this is good. It is good. And I don't do that about any modern shows. Me neither. This, this is something special in the modern era. Well, let me, let's look at this here. The Shield was
2: at their height. Daniel Bryan was at his height. John Cena, whatever. Brock Lesnar obviously being The Undertaker is the most impactful, enduring moment from this show. I think it, it's
1: fair show. to throw in that Cesaro win was really feel good at the time for yeah. a lot of fans. And, and this was still when we had, we thought Cesaro was going somewhere. Everyone did at the time. True. Let me just position
2: it to you here. The fallout of all of this is that Daniel Bryan is champion for like two months, gets injured, and they were already clearly styming him. The fallout is also, John Cena continues to just defeat people all the time, which is fine. The Bre- shield
1: breaks up. The shield breaks it, which up. Which is what people just wanted them to be together yeah, Right, forever. and
2: be great, right? Bray Wyatt continues to just do nothing like to present time. Brock Lesnar stays Brock Lesnar, but then he was still doing that until like
1: WrestleMania 35. Well, to be fair, this Brock Lesnar thing if you remember before this, he lost to Triple H and he was considered kind of like a lame duck going into this. Like, people were not unsure. Like, where are they going with this? Because... To me, this made Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I guess. Believe it or not. This made the new version of Brock Lesnar, the unstoppable beast. It did. No, that's the
2: reason why they were able to do what they did with him, I think, anyway. And
1: and I think it it was so unexpected, but it actually was fucking brilliant. It was the perfect guy to do it. Because because at the time, people thought, Brock Lesnar's old. Why would he beat Undertaker? He doesn't need the rub. But honestly, they fucking... That was the rocket ship. That was, was beating the Undertaker was the that elevated him to a, like a legendary level, as I call him, the entity of WWE. I know, but
2: feel good moments aside with Daniel Bryan, WrestleMania ten uh, with Brett and Owen and the ladder match that had impact too. Trying to determine which impact you know is kind of. More important here, nothing really great came of WrestleMania 30. It might be its only real thing, except well, for Brock Lesnar.
1: Okay. That's Nothing the only really thing. great came of WrestleMania 10. Did we Have we seen 1994, Joe? Yeah,
2: but Quinn, if it wasn't for Bret Hart being the main guy, he wouldn't have been in the position to help launch, and Shawn as well. Right. Fair. The
1: but, great things that they went on to. And yeah. although I have to be fair, though. They basically were two stars in a pool of shit. I agree. To be fair. Like, I don't disagree with you. It's not like it was some pearl of an era that started here. No, it's not, but so it was... It's a, in fact, if you ask me, they kind of share that.
2: They kind of share that, but in in one way, this was this was like Sean's career-defining match, the latter match. True. It really was. And but you could say that about Brock being the Undertaker. You can. I agree with <laughs> you.
1: I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. W- I, I like I 10 more content, but 30 yeah what's interesting about mania 30 right as yeah. a as a modern mania yeah is what you had said about the l- lack of matches mm-hmm. um and the fact that so much is packed into a, such a compact show yeah i know um, um that's the thing and that to me is it, that puts it above to be honest 10 we can I, put it above 10 it really is a good show Yes, it really is. And I think it's, it really is a testament that it could get me, somebody who doesn't watch new pay-per-views over again, to re-watch it. <laughs> yeah. All uh, right. Like, I, that's, that's saying something in the, in the modern era. True. Now, Six has been
2: locked in here. Six yeah. does not have a, a classic on it except Hogan Warrior, which is great.
1: Right. And this, is this to me, is the interesting case. And I think this is going to be the stopping point for 30. It's either going to rise to three and stop there, or it's going to just stay, stay below six. Okay. Uh, The problem I have right now is that both of these cards don't have a standout match. As far as, like, a match. A match? Wrestling-wise. Wrestling-wise.
2: Brian Triple H is probably the best wrestling match, but it's... And you pit
1: that against Hogan Warrior. I'd rather watch Hogan Warrior all day long. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) It's just better. Yeah. In every, you know, aspect of it. I get that. I get that. But at the same time, we've analyzed that match from a from a more scientific perspective. It's not a I great wrestling comedy, match. You know, it's, it's kind of... But neither is Hogan Andre. Right. You know? Yeah, so it, it, these two kind of butt heads, they feel very interchangeable again, like the other... Like, what
2: do you let, think it is about Six why everyone loves it so much, including us? Why is it so highly ranked, despite <sighs> failing every test when it comes to, like, good wrestling? And, you know, I mean, it has, yeah. it has Hogan Warrior. Is it just because... The whole presentation, like, all gears are turning. Like, what is it about Six?
1: I really think it's presentation really... Like, it's what you just said. It's presentation... It let's it get by right. like, on like so much bullshit. Like it's not good. Like, wrestling as far, matches, as far as a wrestling show is, but because of that,
2: it's so charming that it's just like there's times to cool down and watch Barbarian kick Tito's ass, and right. there's the fun mix tag. There's a wave in the middle of it. There's like, Steve
1: yeah. Allen though in
2: the yeah. locker. There's right.
1: things like that. Right, exactly. It's just got a lot of these to just- charm, Ch- charm, charm. It's got a lot of charm. It out-charms That's 30. That's not to say that 30 doesn't have a lot of charm either. But 30 is out-charmed by six. Well, here's Pants the thing. Pants are charmed is, do, do, off a bit. Here's the other thing with 30. Pants. The faces win big time, other than Brock. Like, at 30. At 30. Like, and at it, six. Don't they? I mean, um, Martel wins the opener, but for the
2: most part...
1: Well, you could, you could say it's 50-50 on the Warrior thing. I don't know if people were really that happy
2: about that. Yeah, most of the crowd... They're both faces, of so the face
1: wins, okay? Yeah, it's just when I hear people like Malone say, like, who lived through it and been like, I was so fucking mad that Ultimate Warrior beat Hulk Hogan. Yeah, but a like, lot
2: of people were happy. Tony Chirichetti, shouting out yeah. to you right now. You I'm know just, what I I'm mean? I'm just
1: pointing that out. I'm pointing it out, too. Big Hulks. You know, people were really big-time Hulk fans.
2: Yes, and they were also big Warrior Maniacs, whatever it was yeah. called. Little Warriors. Little Warriors, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, <sighs> it's They're both so feel-good. They, they feel great. They both feel great. I think Six...
2: You put in a time capsule, and no matter when you pull it it's out, tough, yeah. it just has this timeless quality about it that 3 and 17 also do. Is
1: the age going to really irk out 30 here? Because I, a 30 is a show to me that five more years from now, I think it's going to... I And I said it after I saw the show the day after, but I still believe this as we get past WrestleMania 35. No. Is that it's a show that you're going to consider a classic by like maybe five years from now. Maybe, right. but it hasn't passed that test of time yet. Maybe if it had five more years to bake in the oven, maybe during the yeah. redux of the raw rankings for WrestleMania, maybe it would elevate. Yeah, I think it was
2: a really well-booked show. Yeah. In, in the context of its previous you know, months of storyline, it hit all the right points. It's got one of the best builds to a it WrestleMania does, I've ever seen. For a main event especially, right? Yeah. But it doesn't have the same
1: appeal to me that Six does. Six is so... I. I... It's an old friend, Are Quinn. We... Are we being j- are not jay? what's the word? For, are we being biased? Probably. Like that's the only thing I think I'm thinking. Here. We're doing our best. I mean, come on. We I hopped 30 above 10. I I still and eight. I, I wholeheartedly agree 30 is better than 10. Yeah. Um, but I'm but, saying,
2: talk about bias. I mean, I love 10 and 8. Okay. And I put stuff above I them. I can settle with 30 at 4. I just want to <laughs> I mean, objectively thirty is better in terms of wrestling <laughs> oh, wow. matches. I did, I did
1: not expect this to come from you at the last at the last second here. In like,
2: terms of wrestling matches, I'm talking about the people that sit there and they're like, I like good wrestling matches and holds. Great. is better. But six is By has a this, little bit
1: too, yeah, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's true. That's not act right, like okay. six there is six and thirty are some difference you, you in know, no. like quality here. But six has this intangible I can't put
2: my finger on it, but this Indisputable, barely perceptible charm yeah. that will never ever fade. If you are a wrestling fan, you love WrestleMania six. I'll I don't want to hear it. I'll tell
1: you one thing. Go ahead, this, Andre. Andre, go check him. Yeah, when we get twenty years from now, Joe. <laughs> I'm just saying, yes, this, sir. And fans that watch this wrestlemania 30 in their formative years Mm -hmm. come to be our age
2: and they come talk to us
1: i think they might consider 30 like they consider six personally i i I truly do because i just think it comes off that way the company seemed on like such the rise you know (laughs) like everything seems so great after this show i don't disagree so you think that that's what the kids will think yes that's the perception and everything seems so great while you were watching wrestlemania 6
2: if they do I personally will be looking forward <laughs> to that. <sighs> WrestleMania six is it staying at number three. Okay. Come on, there's gotta ha- you
1: gotta have a I'll soft it, I'll, spot I'll, in your heart for the crap I, that well, is good. personally as someone that grew up with it. Yes, I do. Good. So I'm gonna leave it there. I gave but you. I, I, I think it's all just feelings at this point. Uh, that that, that uh, is that uh, that difference right there has uh, nothing to do with science. right
2: scientific, I, I put thirty above ten. So I think we can we can compromise here. Yeah, and put it right below six. That's the Royal Rankings quint for this week. Is that are we are we That's, settled on that? We are settled. Okay, folks. We took a while, but we have gotten there, folks. So let's run down the updated rankings here. And number one is still WrestleMania 17, followed by WrestleMania 3 at number two. WrestleMania 6 is still uh-huh. in the top three. It's great. Number four though, the newcomer, WrestleMania 30, the
1: Impressive Very. Impressive for, for its age. And if you it's, just,
2: only, it's only five years old. And if you're automatically ready enough, because all it's new, it can't be good, just fucking try it. Okay? Yeah. Number five, right? WrestleMania 10 Uh, Number 6 WrestleMania 20 Another good one From a more modern era Yeah WrestleMania 8 is at number 7, which I can live with. And as we predicted, uh, WrestleMania 18 is still at the bottom at number 8. Folks, in two weeks for the finale, we'll be rounding out the Royal Rankings. And next week, we will be rounding out the Royal Flush. But, Quinn, when we come back, uh, it's time to take some calls from WWE Live Wire, the debut episode of this weird-ass show. That'll be coming up right after this.
0: This radically new digital camera Just shoot and upload your photos And put the power of the WWF in your hands The Photo Slam software lets you cut and paste So you can combine your photos with hundreds of WWF images You can also give your photos a little WWF attitude With some kicking special effects Also, awesome. Print out your work or email your friends With the Slam Cam, you can do it all
2: WWF Slam Cam works with Windows 95 or higher And your printer, batteries not included And And now, now, back back to our our Vantage vantage Point, point, the Retro retro Wrestling wrestling podcast. Podcast. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast here on episode number 128. Quinn, before we uh, take some faxes, emails, and phone calls, oh boy. yeah, we need to uh, shout out a few friends of our show. Maybe you can fax or email or call them. Actually, How yeah, about that? do they
1: have a fax number on I, these these podcasts? I
2: think this first one does. This can is the right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Wpan, and it is hosted by two guys that have actually worked in the actual wrestling business. One of them's a referee who is
1: definitely retired. So retired that he came back for one night, what? as as most retired wrestling people do. <laughs> right, exactly. So, ref <laughs> recently. And
2: that would be mean Mike Crockett, the meanest of the Mike squid The biggest of the daddies. That's right. Most retired of the referees. But his partner is an actual wrestler that actually still wrestles, uh, including Ring of Honor. He's big superstar there. The brawler, Brian Malonis.
1: I, I hope in future uh, World's Tag Team Champion. With maybe the Beer City Bruiser. You know, that's right. They, they could put like beer glasses on the tag titles, Perfect. like paste them on there. See, something. there you go. I could, I could do that for you. Just send those Ring of Honor tag titles over to my Box
2: HQ yeah.com 07007. Like, yeah. Uh but check out these guys for real. They have wrestling podcast about nothing. They've worked in the business, but they're also fans and they have a really cool perspective. They'll have interviews with people, some inside baseball if you will. Uh really fun show. Also check out for your critically acclaimed, you know, highbrow wrestling podcast. A lot of brow. Uh, it is Greetings from Allentown, G.F. Allentown.
1: That uh, takes place in Allentown, PA,
2: yeah, correct? Yeah, allegedly, anyway. yeah. Okay. Uh, Peter from Massachusetts hosts greeting from Allentown. And uh, his name is Petey Winston and he hosts a quirky show about the retro wrestling. What he'll do is he'll take an old episode of wrestling, maybe something from WF, or maybe it's WCW or a territory. And while he's reviewing it, quote-unquote, you know, in quotation marks, he really just talks about other things, like tons of other things. Yeah, like, you know, the Orioles. And yeah, the, the Orioles. <laughs> Kittle the Bruins,
1: cats, cats—you know, driving to
2: weddings—it's
1: <laughs> it's, very—it's a—it's an interesting program. Really I actually do. like it. I do too. It's a
2: very it. good show. Greetings from Allentown. Check it out, and also check out if you like your retro wrestling with a John Deere hat. You can check out. Booking the Territory with Mike Mills and his crew, because this is south of the Mason-Dixon line. We're above it, of course. We're yeah. northern. They're southern. They have Coastlaw, and they have retro wrestling. They'll handle that cornet stuff. Yeah, right? they, and that cornet on the cob, if you yeah. will. No, but really, what they do is they handle the Smoky Mountain and the NWA from right now, 1988. So it's a really great show. If you like the Southern wrestling, if the unprofessional wrestling podcast, it is Booking the Territory. So again, our three friends of the show, the wrestling podcast about nothing. Greetings from Allentown. and Booking the the territory. But, Quinn, we're traveling back now to 1996 for the Oof. debut episode of WWF Live
1: Wire. Now, can I ask a question, Joe? Always, we get Quinn. into this. Um, the floor what, is yours. What era would you classify this show in? Is this pre-Attitude Attitude Era? Or are we like, have we done Pillman's Got a Gun yet? I don't know we haven't.
2: Okay. This is pretty much the very end of the new generation. Well, this is officially new generation. I'd say so, yeah. Okay. For those of you that might be new, Quinn and I like to classify the fall and winter of 96 going into 97 right. as the pre-Attitude Attitude Era. Right. There was a lot of attitude, but
1: they just <laughs> didn't call
2: it that Yeah, day. exactly. But this in September of '96 is more of the, the tail end of the new generation. Now, to explain what Livewire was and where it came <laughs> from, essentially, in September of 96, this first weekend here, WWF revamped all of their programming. Superstars was pulled from syndication. And Good. It, <laughs> it, it sucked by this point. It did. It was moved to Sunday mornings. Normally on Cindy's, it was on Saturdays, Superstars. Yeah. WDF Mania was removed and replaced by Livewire.
1: Also, we added Blast Off.
2: Yes, Blast Off, which we reviewed, <laughs> we, which, is, we have,
1: which is Todd in PLJ Studios talking about WF. It's That's like, all it is. It's
2: <laughs> Mania from PLJ Studios. So Livewire took the place of Mania, actually, uh, Saturdays at 10 o'clock, and it was live, Quinn. And basically, the initial concept of the show, before it turned into a recap show very shortly after this, yeah. it basically turned into Mania. It was basically, we were going to take your calls, your emails, and your faxes. That's right, it's nineteen ninety. Now, I think the big thing was email, right? I mean, they were yes. big on
1: this, like, this internet. We're oh, on the, top hot of it. shit. We have a computer in, <laughs> and, in this studio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Holy shit. We
2: have a modem and everything. We
1: have AOL
2: 6.0. And not even, probably 4.0 wow, or 3.0 that early, back then. Huh? Yeah. And. The idea was that you would get fans calling in, making questions and comments and things like that, and it'd be very live and unpredictable. So let's see how the first one happened here. And this is September 21st, 1996 live wire
1: so i want to say first of all i remember i watched this live 10 a.m usa network thinking this was going to be like the most innovative thing ever simply because the internet was involved <laughs> like i actually thought this. that was little 10 year old michael quinn's was, thinking right? I, the internet was something they had at my grandpa's house and it made a weird noise and you <laughs> could go on nintendo's website you could I, yeah that's pretty much you know my understanding of the internet
2: the internet The information highway, the new electronic frontier, the World Wide Web. These phrases and concepts have become a part of everyday
1: language, yet many of us still don't really know what these terms mean. We had AOL at my mom's, which was where I lived for most of the time, so I was very used to the aol system of things you know the chat rooms. oh yeah of things. course keywords yeah but i didn't have it just yet but I, wwf really uh actually believe it or introduced not like you. introduced me like <laughs> when i got aol i was like i know where everything is because they've yeah. shown me the screen and stuff a million times so very nice quinn yeah. very good speaking
2: of very nice actually in all seriousness uh we open up the show with uh what i'm not being sarcastic a classy tribute to a Sapphire, who had recently passed away, wanted well, to write, Sapphire's colorful presence and her sweet disposition will live on in our hearts forever.
0: Oh good, the audio sounds like it was run over by
2: a car. fucking rific that was a very nice trip. I
1: was surprised. Yeah, I, was, I, I don't remember them ever mentioning Sapphire ever again after the, she left in,
2: like, 90. In 90, yeah, with showing the coat and all I that. Didn't,
1: personally, I didn't, unfortunately, I didn't even know she was dead. I just yeah. figured she was still alive before I watched this no. show. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, like, I remember.
2: It was in the magazine, too, and that was it. They were yeah. nice about it. Okay. Uh, we have a disclaimer, Quinn. Warning. The following program contains action of a graphic nature. What is this? Viewer discretion is advised. Like, seriously, it's hosted by Todd uh, Pettengill how graphic could it be i don't know if i ever told you this but i was on the gong show it was years ago and i got by charles nelson riley mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyway, we get the thunder and lightning logo into the World Wrestling yeah, Federation. No,
1: you know, the WWF line over 50 <laughs> years. Thing, I've addressed this before. It wasn't 50, 50 years. No. It just wasn't, so it's, just stop. <laughs> is that
2: like the Toots Mont era they're referring to? I don't
1: know what they're referring <laughs> to. <laughs> NWA? Like, gorilla in the weird it's shining picture? It's like, Or whatever. Anyway,
2: beep-bop-boop technology, wires, modems, etc.
1: Yeah, Quinn. pre-broadband where you could hear the internet. <laughs> also, I swear I heard somebody say you want to play 20. 21, like among all the like Bret Hart and Farouk <laughs> talking or whatever. Farouk. I don't know what it was. Yeah, but.
2: Farouk was probably in it. Anyway, a life-size cutout of Purple Taker welcomes us as we then pan to our hosts for the show: Todd Pattingill, Jim Cornett and sonny mm-hmm. and to- todd is very bold here he says that this show is reinventing television i mean
1: this is the toddsters chance yeah. to host something this is a big <laughs> shot right
2: yeah too bad no one's ever done a live show where calls are taken on the air that, what a revolutionary never concept. happens never Cornette says he's the host and bitches that todd
1: is even there to begin with which is funny also be sure to email Livewire <laughs> at aol.com yes Live without a e. Are they serious? They listen, they had a deal with AOL right, Joe. Right, right. Like they couldn't call the folks over at AOL and be like, look, we're starting this show. Your your AOL software is gonna be featured. Why can can you just give us the full fucking name? Ah, like, it's, Livewire. You know that somebody went in at like Titan Towers and just made an account like some like you know Barbara at the fucking like reception area. Maybe like, it was Sue Aitkenson. <laughs> yeah, like somebody. You know, it, it probably wasn't Sue. Was too important for that. <laughs> ah, like to make the AOL account, like That's fill true. out the form on, right. on AOL <laughs> the form. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. What you mean. Like how uh. were they? S- I can see Barbara going to Vince's office because again, it was smaller back then. Right, it was and still being like, uh, Vince. Do you want me to call the AOL people about this email address? We can't get the full thing. And Vince is like, "What's email?" and he <laughs> He just says whatever. Just yeah, keep l- it. Let
2: me alone. Yeah. So we keep showing camera angles from behind Sonny
1: and stuff like that. Yeah, lots of upskirt shots of Sunny. Like they're all behind those Can done? Like stop. <laughs> like all already. these reverse angles and yeah, stuff. They're distracting. Like, but it keeps like zooming in on her like parts. Or yes, whatever. And
2: this aired at 10 a.m. Perfect time yeah. for that type of stuff. I'm the host, and this is my sidekick, oh Pettyhill. Todd's wearing like a long duster vest. <laughs> of course. For the it record, it's a sad state of affairs when Jim Cornette is dressed more tastefully than Todd Pettengill. Uh, so we show shots of the WWF in South Africa recently. This bullshit.
1: Too much. It's in and already like way too many things are happening. Like Joe, I think with these notes. You, I condensed you, it. You condensed it because I took notes and I wrote down everything, and there was like forty-five different things it's like horrible. besides even what we've just meant. Joe is just keeping it on point in <laughs> yeah. notes. Like there was a lot thrown at me, and I was
2: this is too much. Sensory overload, folks. Yeah. So Steve Austin looks around South Africa. We see a giraffe. Uh, <laughs> The kids love Savio Vega. Marco Marrow here wrestled the bulldog.
1: As Todd Bragg's saying that shitty marrow matches were like the highest rated thing in South Africa. You know, it says a lot when they had to go to South Africa to pull the highest rated like like moniker out. Yeah, like, it's right. like I- I mean, because they're number one in the U.S. at this point. Nothing against South Africa, but no, no. I, I don't think WCW has a reach over Correct. there. Correct. That's so what it, Quinn it, means. It, yeah, it's, it's like, like
2: that's how far away from North America they have to get. Yeah, exactly. In order to be rated number one, right? And of course, Bret Hart was there. You know. You know, my fans and all that. He was so proud of his fans. Maybe yeah. that's where he met the commandant.
1: Yeah, and- that, that might be <laughs> it, actually. Like, that's not even a, a joke.
2: Yeah, and Todd explains how that was Brett's final contractual obligation. Yeah, sure. So Sonny chews the scenery in the back there. As There's t- a lot of this. Ugh. As Todd and Cornette are like allegedly bantering, if you want to call it that, and Todd yeah. decides to read a fax from a fan in South Africa. Who's all happy that the WWF came there.
1: Which is nice. Yeah. But Cornette over here, he just <laughs> shits on him immediately saying it was written in crayon. Stupid. Cornette is ass during <laughs> this. Like, <laughs> he is. And not even like face or heel kind of he's thing. He's just mean. He's just like, he's n- for an interactive show, he sucks. <laughs> It's just like you for interactive human beings. You have to, be, being, you have to like let your guard down like a little bit if you're taking calls and faxes and stuff. True. like you can't just be like over and over again like making fun of the people that are <laughs> calling into the show that make it a show. <laughs> Why are they going to call in? Yeah, then you point. have no show.
2: That's a good point. With that great fax there, that really is the cutting edge graphic content they were talking about, no, right? Very, I mean, this is
1: very edge, redefining television. They think they know him. <laughs> so we go to Brian and Pa on the phones. We're like four minutes in, and I feel like i've watched 40 minutes of this already like way too much stuff the south africa the dancing around the, duster the vest. sunny duster vest like jim Cornette just being insufferable like seriously i feel like i've watched the whole show way too much 90s stuff
2: computers oh Ugh, shit it's horrible so, brian and pa says that todd is looking smooth and also his name is jim not brian How could
1: It's like the second. It's the first first call. It's the first call. (laughs) The first call they get the name wrong. That should tell you all you need to know. So he says that he's going to
2: In Your House in Philly tomorrow, and he wants to know if any superstars are going to be at that. This okay. is redefining
1: television, folks. Well, just to be fair, he yeah. said I have a VIP pass. Yeah, right, and am yes. I going to meet any wrestlers? Yeah. I, I just want to give you're uh, right, you're right, Jim Bryan right. you know, his, his due here.
2: <laughs> Todd's answer is so, such a cop-out. He's like, oh, you never know who's going to show up. And I'm going to the VIP reception. I'm wondering if any superstars are going to be there. See, that's the beauty of the World Wrestling Federation. You never know who's going to show up.
1: Cornette says no one important will be there because Camp Cornette is not going to be in the VIP section. Camp Cornette blows ass. That, that to me that means no, there are gonna be yeah, important people
2: right. here because who that faction sucks. I know. Speaking of ass, more shots of Sonny's here. So uh Todd talks to Sean from Massachusetts. Not Michaels. Yes, not, not Michaels. He asks if Sonny is going to split up the guns to go after singles titles.
1: Yeah, she also gives Sean the Hun treatment, <laughs> like when she she gave me when I met her as a kid, like, <laughs> how, you doing, hey, how you doing, Hun? <laughs> oh, come over here, Hun! Like, you know, like, it, yeah. she just very New Jersey. 90s mom, as we she'll always get, say. She'll get way more Jersey as this yeah, show goes does. on. But she
2: says no, because she's got Farouk. Remember that? Remember when Sonny had Farouk? <sighs> Another useless question. I know, these right? like, what, questions. What,
1: it's stupid.
2: <laughs> so, uh, Todd wants Jim Cornette's feelings about Bret Hart, and if he's Coming back. Cornette's like, Yeah, he's a big deal. He's great. And I don't care at
1: all if I never see him again. <laughs> As Sonny funny. taunts Cornette like a schoolgirl, she's literally like, Ha 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 yeah. ha. And then Cornette says, Sex offender, like out of nowhere. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't even know what the context I don't of that. Either. Like, seriously, dude? Like, <laughs> what are we doing? Here? Why would you put this man on an uncensored live television? <laughs> at 10 in the morning. Like, Jim Cornette, that's not exactly like the guy you want. From this. <laughs> Just saying. You're right. Uh, For no
2: particular reason, Brian Pillman is now on the phone and he yells. This this is hideous, Joe. He's yelling about how Bret Hart guaranteed him that he'd be at In Your House in Philly. He's yelling way too loudly, by the way.
0: The so-called legend who gave me this personal
2: guarantee. As we also see clips of Pillman like at press conferences and stuff and crutching
1: around. By the way, he like looks all calm as he's yelling, which is weird that they like juxtapose that clip. Yeah. And then they like randomly show something else, right? Uh, yeah, then they show him whacking Bushwhacker Butch with a crutch. Why do the Bushwhackers still work here in 96? What is this? Was that, like, for two seconds on, like, Superstars Football Edition or whatever? You know what I'm talking about?
2: Yeah, I think it probably was. It was uh, probably in the
1: summer. He even got the shit pants with the, like, logos on. You remember that? Yeah, I do. With the green shirts. <laughs> oh, Why what? were they there? I don't know. Okay, to lick <sighs> kids' heads and, and yeah. hand out cotton candy. And they had the and,
2: kangaroo mascot, remember? Yeah, and the terrible. boomerangs. Pillman yells that he'll stay on the phone for the whole hour to pump the Nielsen's please, up. Please, no. Ooh, please, cutting guy, edge. Pump them down. Pump them. Yeah. <laughs> Promo for Mankind Shaw Michaels at Mind Games, which was an excellent match, this by the way. It really was. And then a promo for the IC tournament finals. It's Mark Morrow versus Farouk. Tomorrow on Raw.
1: Why did they show the raw title card here with like Vincent King like smiling into the camera <laughs> like it's a morning show? <laughs> like it's Regis and Kelly. It's like, what is this raw AM?
2: <laughs> like, what the hell? Remember that was a real thing? AM Raw? like later briefly. no one watched that it was like just a recap
1: so people like that didn't want to stay up late
2: (laughs) to watch Raw like literally yeah they should have AM Wrestlemania Yeah. Uh, back to Livewire where Sonny wants to read an email but Todd says no because Brian Pillman (laughs) is still on the phone
1: what in the actual fuck are we even doing on this show I feel like I've watched two years of Livewire in one segment horrible the hosting team is so bad they're like stepping all over each other like Sonny's trying to do this email Todd's like no fuck that we got Pillman yeah on the phone who thought Todd could control this shit by the way he sucks he's a horrible host
2: we clipped a Bret Hart from last week ah! at some weird hotel remember that it yeah. was like, the lobby, it's like the lobby
1: you know next to the mirror that somebody picked up at like pier one imports and, like <laughs> put in the middle you know what I mean too
2: his uh his big response to Brian Pillman about appearing in your house mind games is you're a liar mature content quinn wow this is just cutting it edge up. uh his commitment has ended to the wwf he says the wf joe yeah wf but he hasn't forgotten his fans and he mentions how hollywood might want him shut
1: up <laughs> lonesome dove is not hollywood it just isn't it's a shitty cable show or whatever it was cbs wasn't nobody it? watched it i think
2: what like- season joe Sonny wants to read her email now as the camera zooms up.
1: Yeah, as Pillman won't shut the fuck up, Sonny has to basically yell at him and say, Let me read the email. (laughs) Like, Sonny. Sonny. (laughs) The voice of reason.
2: Serious.
0: Thank you. National cameras. Brian, can I give you this email, please?
1: She is. Because Todd's, (laughs) like, failing to control this shit. Cornette just doing his own thing I can't believe thing. I'm saying this but like Doc would have handled <laughs> this better yeah.
2: <laughs> well he's a bigger like more imposing guy right. you know he I mean? used to be a wrestler yeah. and stuff Todd hosts the horrible morning show right
0: I'm going this weekend Gravity nope
2: Runner Runner nope what, what? what? I want to see the boat movie Someone wants to know if Brian Pillman is ever going (laughs) to wrestle in the WWF, and what is Brian Pillman's purpose in the WWF? I actually laughed at that. That's funny. (laughs) Me too. And, of course, no real answer, just more yelling from Pillman. I hate all of this stuff. (laughs) Uh, Mike from Phoenix calls in and wants to know where Pillman got his info from about Bret Hart appearing, and Pillman's answer is...
1: From myself Just why Why would this show They are literally Just bullshitting At this point Like this is nothing that he, they, he just had nothing to say I Like know. he was just like uh, uh, I, I uh, thought it up Okay yeah. Whatever Fuck you That's basically he might, If he could curse That's what he would have said He
2: would have So we see close ups Of Sonny of course To keep things interesting just This whole time
1: Smirking into the Sonny
2: cam Or whatever it is As Pillman says Technicolor what? like Wasn't that not a thing Since he's like on, the 70s First of
1: all Why is he saying Technicolor When he's on telephone <laughs> like There is no color. There is no vision. There's nothing. I'm here to the color. What is he talking about?
2: Myra calls in and has a question for Cornette. Mm-hmm. Is Vader going to fight
1: Crush because of Clarence Mason? Now, I want to note here that Cornette thinks that this is actually an okay question. He, I don't. Because, remember, the camera, like, zooms in on him. He's like, well, interesting question.
2: <laughs> but he doesn't really care. He's like, he only wants him to fight Shawn Michaels, obviously. Right. Todd says Sean is going to be on the show soon, which kind of upsets Sonny. As all three of them now just, like, read faxes
1: and just talk all over each other saying I, nothing I, important. At this point, I really wish Gorilla Monsoon was here to, like, put a stop to all this nonsense. Could you imagine him? Like, he was- Get out of here! I'm going to host this! Get out Would you stop it, Mr. Jim Cornette? Jim Cornette will have you taken out of here! Sonny, sit
2: down! Yeah. <laughs> Yelling. But Quinn, no. Television's being reinvented right here. You have to
1: understand. We're 15 minutes in. It feels like a decade. Bowman <laughs> is still somehow on the phone, basically saying he hates this interactive garbage. <laughs> yeah. That's a quote. And fuck this show. This interactive garbage.
2: Jim Ross wants you to call the superstar line,
1: 1 900 737 4 WWF. With Lex Luger's WCW theme <laughs> in the background for no reason. Public just, domain. I, almost like they wanted to just do that just to throw that at Because they too. can. Yeah. But you know,
2: ironically, Weren't these the people that were always making fun of Jean's Hotline Scheme Gene? Right. They had their own the entire time.
1: Superstar line existed (laughs) since like the (laughs) eighties.
2: Like the whole Kogan line, it originally was. Yeah. Yeah. JR now grumpily comes in to discuss (sighs) the whole Razor and Diesel thing. Yes, this is going on, folks. The fake razor and diesel where JR's like, They're coming back, folks. They're coming back. Horrible. So we get clips of Gorilla Monsoon, excuse me president monsoon yes, very distinguished in his office or somewhere at hq you mean the conference room? At <laughs> yeah, Titan yeah, powers, exactly. like, in the corner and he's totally denying he's like kevin nash and scott hall are not coming back because they're under contract with another organization it's, he, no
1: it's funny to note that he says their real name he does yeah. yes he's clear i mean yeah. he's right and he's pissed and he's gonna monitor jr here and he's gonna keep jr under control and his right. stupid fucking coat with the green <laughs> hanky by the way what is he like in the masters like what was that
2: ah <laughs> Sonny climbs all over JR, which he all and this ignores. Is
1: disgusting, by I'm married the way. man, married man. She's like, oh yeah. Ugh. Like
2: yeah, she's like rubbing herself all over. <laughs> it's Ugh. real.
1: She's like rubbing his head. <clears throat>
2: He says Razor and Diesel are coming back, so fuck you. I
1: just don't even care. <laughs> yeah, I
2: know. In hindsight, yeah, it's like, this sucked. I don't want to hear about that. This. <laughs> this fucking yep. sucked. A lady named Carolyn calls in and takes way too long to even ask a question. So, so every- I, I take umbrage, first of all, go with ahead, that Go ad,
1: ahead, Because I, like, timed it, and she literally took four seconds. She took too long to them, yes. Right, exactly. She didn't even, like... It get, wasn't bad. There, it was literally... It, it wasn't like they were moving her along. It was like they were just being impatient. Yeah. So, like, what an asshole. Yeah, Cornette like, <laughs> Up on. Yeah, her. what an actual <laughs> asshole. Like there was no reason to hang up on her. I know.
2: Joe from New York wants to know what JR thinks of Gorilla calling him a liar. You're a liar! Well, JR says he stands by his sources and just wait for Raw. Cool. <laughs> More close-ups of Sonny. Some unnamed guy calls in, mm-hmm. compliments Sonny and stirs shit between her and Cornette.
1: Zero people care about this, like, bickering or whatever is going on. Cornette making some shitty, like, Nancy Sinatra joke because he thinks he's Bobby the Brain, but he sucks at <laughs> it. Like, that's literally, like, what that joke came
2: off as. It's true. Yeah, this is absolutely horrible. But now, Quinn, Sunny has an email from Diamond Doll. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> that's what it says. It really says that. She does. Uh, and she wants to know. Diamond Doll does, of course. Right if either manager Cornette or Sonny will go after the other team to manage them if they have the tag titles after mind games what a provocative graphic nature question that one is yeah.
1: by the way I just want to note here you can very clearly Sonny's reading an instant message and not an email <laughs> on the screen so I guess all the emails are fake and I guess Bruce is like feeding her fake email questions through I like, am in like the other room or something or maybe even in the same room just yeah. like in the back right. like I don't know but... I wonder what his screen name was yeah. he's The Diamond Doll, obviously.
2: (laughs) So Cornette says Sonny has been on more street corners than the New York Times. Stop. I know. Like, really, just stop. Just enough. Enough. Yeah. Still to come, Shawn Michaels will be calling in, and now we have a promo bumper for the new WWF fall season, like I referenced. Let's Mm -hmm. run down the lineup here, Quinn. It is Saturdays at 9 blast off so this is
1: definitive proof joe yes. that uh
2: blast off existed because remember that was like a question we had yes right yeah and it was on wgn right just for the record saturday's at 10 it's what we're watching now live wire on usa correct this is my favorite yeah. saturday or sunday it's <laughs> challenge. Nobody check your local <laughs> listings you really knows.
0: <laughs> monday has a feel friday has a feel sunday
2: has a feel i feel tuesday and wednesday all right shut up the both of you Uh, Sunday at 11 is Superstars, Mm -hmm. and Monday at 8.57 p.m. really is Raw on USA.
1: Yeah, being 57. So gotta get that three minute jump. On uh, Nitro. That's Stupid. what it was. I must say, there was some very catchy 90s <laughs> yes, music under this bumper, I liked Like, it playing too. by itself. Yep. Like, you probably can just slip it in now. Yeah, it probably yeah. will right
2: now. Doc narrates a promo for the Big Bang Boom Tour. You know, atomic bomb footage, stock footage, and shit like that. Doc
1: is so annoying. It's like, no wonder the ticket sales went down. <laughs> they, they were so poor at this time. Like, why would anyone go to something if Doc's just saying, Well, go down to the garden. Oh, we got it up we got king Mabel. Like, <laughs> seriously like that's this shit and uh fun fact though they
2: were at msg on saturday the 29th of september and i was at that show and it stunk alex the pug porto was in it oh and, my like God. sal sincere it was terrible i apologize yeah, yeah it was bad it was like four thousand people at msg was it, do you
1: think it was worse than that that um show in like Sayreville or whatever i went to no that yours is probably better really Yeah. It didn't even have any main event talent at it you had razor didn't you yeah but he didn't even wrestle he was like with sob oh, oh yeah uh
2: back to Livewire, where todd hypes up the big baltimore arena show tonight as Cornette is now all happy because Sonny went to change great right. <laughs>
1: it's, it's so predictable but also horrible and just too much she's my so personality too yeah it's, it's so
2: bad todd wants to talk though quinn about the undertaker Goldust final curtain match coming up tomorrow on mind I games
1: literally forgot this existed <laughs> it's, it's a like, pointless feud what? What even was the end? The Undertaker won, like he always does, or yeah. Goldust like escaped or something. I, I think back Undertaker to won.
2: <laughs> You know how they were trying to play it up like Goldust was no longer doing like the is he gay or straight angle. It was now Goldust is playing mind games with his opponents. You right. know, which, maybe maybe he was supposed to be the next
1: weird one. Like yeah, you know how the Undertaker is. Yeah, right, right. Passing the creepy of the, torch. Passing of the creepy
2: torch. <laughs> the big rules of this final curtain match: whew, you have to win by pinfall. Wow.
1: Yeah, well, so it's a match. <laughs> Like, that's it. It's, uh, yeah. a, it's a one, two, three match. Great. As, as a
2: cardboard Bret Hart sneers at all of this. <laughs> Cornette's holding up the new Goldust dust Jack's
1: action figure. Ugh, these shitty early Jack's <laughs> figures. They're like, junk. I know the action figure man on, on what's that? Twitter. <laughs> He follows man, yeah. this, but those, Listen, if you're a fan, I, I apologize, but the first edition of the Jacks—they're crappy, but <laughs> like they were horrible. But. Like I remember, I had HBK, and you know, like obviously you want to do the super kick with him, right? fucking leg falls off every time. <laughs> Is that the blue tights one with like the, the red, teal? Oh, red okay, the tights. red. I think that's yeah. season two, but it's the same time period. It, it, they look that same shape because they like the same reformatted them or something <laughs> later. They weren't as junky.
2: Yeah, they weren't as bulky and weird. Yeah. So we take a call from a kid who keeps saying hello, so Cornet just hangs up on him. I, I mean, that
1: one was, uh, I'm okay with hanging up on that.
2: And now we talk to Luke in Wisconsin who wants to know where Sonny went. He
1: sounds like he's six years old. <laughs> like, literally. He's like, I want to know where Sonny went. Hi, um, guys, um, do you know where Sunny went?
2: And Todd's like, she's in the bathroom, and then him and Cornette get all irritated and hang up. Yeah, we're live, folks, and this is hideous. <laughs> Seriously. Some lady now asked Cornette how he thinks anyone from his camp can beat Shawn Michaels. He says because Vader beat Shawn twice in one night. But he's not worried, though, because once Mankind wins, Mankind will give Vader a shot. For literally
1: no reason, Todd just gets mad at <laughs> yeah. that, just at that comment. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Why would he do that? Yeah, like, I, I, I don't really understand what he was so angry about, <laughs> but he just, and it's like, just this like burst of anger. It's almost like it's just been bubbling like (laughs) the whole show. Like, he knows this is shit.
2: (laughs) Cornette wants to read a fax, uh, and the fax says, Sonny, why don't you pose, pose for Playboy like Michaels did for Playgirl? I don't even need to say anything when yeah, he Yeah, <laughs> the joke writes itself there. <laughs> Todd throws to an Undertaker promo about Goldust as we get a close-up on the
1: Undertaker cardboard cutout. I mentioned how much I hate this. Like, <laughs> it's the cardboard cutouts. It's like it's literally like they imported them from the Doc Chin Room and just put them in here, because it's the same three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're and, right. I, <laughs> I, I, they just move them. They, I bet you the Doc Chin Room is like on the other side side of the camera.
2: Like, literally. The same lady that uh, set up the AOL account had to carry him over to the other room. Uh, You know, it's the usual Undertaker shit. Die, die, die. I'm the
1: Reaper. Face your destiny. Something about reduced magic because of Paul Bear. You know, the usual shit he says. Death. Yeah, death. Yeah. (laughs) Sunny comes back now with her new cheetah print dress. Very New Jersey. That's what I meant before. Like, she looks... Like, she should be... At the Cambridge Inn. Yeah, like, some shit like that. Exactly. (laughs) Virgos. Yeah, (laughs) Virgos! The Breakfast Club. Yeah. Cornette
2: hypes up his match against Jose Lothario while Todd, like, dances around like a moron.
1: Seriously, shut the hell... Up, just stop! Nobody gave a shit about this feud. Why? Just why? Like I feel like DiBiase on All American right now. Like just, just stop it! Just <laughs> go away! Get out of here! Like that—that's what I feel watching this.
2: What well, we're redefining television? You know what this is, Quinn? This is fucking Action Zone without the glass table. Just more table, more <laughs> yeah. computers. It's awful. There's one good line where Cornette says Jose Lothario is 174 years old. That's <laughs> true. And when he stopped, <laughs> when he. St- started wrestling, Colonel Sanders was still a private. That's <laughs> kind of funny. Fair enough, fine. Uh, but we do get a clip of Cornet working out from last week. Yeah, as you can hear the remotes <laughs> changing the channels in the background. Ah! It's basically him in a Vader t-shirt and big blue fat pants getting beat up by... A jobber before Vader got involved. King was also like in the ring watching <laughs> for some that, reason. It's that time.
1: You know how it is. He's <laughs> yeah. like, ha Like, as it's happening or something. And I'm pretty sure this is happening while I was watching the NWO over on Nitro. <laughs> I'd probably say, Mir. Because uh, I don't remember this, and I watched every Raw back then, which yeah. means it had to happen yeah. <laughs> when something good was happening on Nitro. <laughs>
2: yeah, because it's right when Sting was about to leave forever. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was. Yeah. Uh and Cornette's like, I thought Mike Tyson had a box. Yeah, yeah. Todd takes a call from Andy who asks Sonny what she thinks of Cornette calling her the worst manager, and why doesn't Sonny just slap Jim Cornette, he yeah, says. Can
1: she please all of this arguing and bickering? It's like getting old and annoying. I just want Sonny to like punch her. <laughs> That'd
2: like, be great wouldn't it it's
1: okay if Sonny does
2: it. Oh yeah, of course. You know? Uh Sonny's like, I won manager of the year at the Slammies. And Cornette's like, ah, your phone bill was $4,000 voting for yourself. Just uh-huh. Shut up. Just shut up. Todd tries to make them both stop like a very low budget gorilla, I like think you he were even
1: saying. He's like Rosanna He stop. does at one point. Like, like he thinks he's gorilla. Ah, but this whole banter just not working this is not good it doesn't make me want to watch the show because (laughs) this is the majority of it it's them arguing (laughs) and without todd like stopping
2: right right uh we try to take a call from clay but he's not there so todd figures he hung up so next up is linda who wants to know why jim Cornette is full of hot air all the time
1: you know what i think these calls stink (laughs) they're horrible just enough. Awful. I don't want to hear them anymore. They're all useless. <laughs> they are. Yeah. Uh, Todd
2: dances around even more foolishly than earlier when Linda says that. He's like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> What is he like doing <laughs> and wink and all this? Like, there's a lot of like all American-ness like, oh, going God. on right here. Yeah,
2: not the good era. Yeah. Sonny browses some emails now as this show is just rapidly <laughs> pissing me the fuck off. Labwire is brought to you by Tekken 2. Great game. Too bad this show sucks ass. Sonny has an email from John Hartman who really likes. Todd on Mania.
1: Well, that's clearly fake- (laughs) Like, yeah, I mean, who we liked already Todd know. on Mania? Are, yeah, who, A, who liked Todd of Mania? B, we've already revealed that the emails are just IMs from Bruce <laughs> yeah, in the corner. For this <laughs> like Dorito the Diamond Hands. Doll or whatever. His <laughs> alias. Is that is that Bruce's email? Yes! <laughs> DiamondDoll <laughs> at AOL.com? Let's, <laughs> let's email that. Uh, this guy on the uh,
2: email here, or whatever it is, also says the guns aren't going to beat the Bulldog and Owen. Well, he was right about that. Oh, Bulldog true. and Owen yeah. won. It was good. Cornette decides to, out of nowhere, to be cordial with Sonny about right. everything here. And says it's time for his team to win. You know, obviously his team is owned and Bulldog. Because of
1: age, because of experience. As Sonny gives him the people's eyebrow <laughs> the entire time. And then just says her men will win. This is thrilling television, oh folks. What a response. Horrible. Well, Quinn, it's just so awful. I can't even adequately explain how
2: this boring, scatterbrained, ill-conceived, unfunny, frantic, erratic, but dull at the same time, new generation
1: mix of pretending to be edgy while not fully committing to it is. Also, Todd briefly breaks into Count Chocula accent <laughs> to say you get free shitty Jax figures if you order the Mind Games pay per view. Yes, they needed to give people free stuff as an incentive to order these shitty pay per views. Great confidence <laughs> in the product, clearly. Like, wait, <laughs> really? seriously? You get your free Goldust action figure. What do you get? The doorknob thing, too? <laughs> like, all that <laughs> the bullshit. Ludwig Borga on yes. it.
2: Though not the star, watching yeah. wrestling crumpling. We go to Nathan in Florida who also asked for Sonny to slap Cornette.
1: That's not even a question. <laughs> just that's, that's like a request. Right, right. What, what is d- it? What the fuck? Like you
2: get on TV live in front of WWF people and they don't know what you're going to say and that's what you fucking say. Slap
1: him. <laughs> you might as well be the guy, yeah, slap him over there. Yeah, yeah like, You might as be that, that guy in the audience right. just on a telephone.
2: Right. Why don't you just be like, where's Hulk Hogan? Like, Make yeah. them uncomfortable. But again, I don't well, know. Well, don't
1: Pete. worry. That happens later. <laughs> yeah, it does. Then.
2: Not today, yeah. but like later in the show. Like two yeah. weeks from now or yeah. something. <laughs> so uh, Sonny swats at Cornette over Todd's shoulder. As Chris from Massachusetts says that Cornette can't even handle Sonny, how is he going to handle Jose Lothario? As Todd and Sonny do the like
1: fake <laughs> laughter. Ho, <laughs> <laughs> we're so funny. Uh, witty.
2: Jamie from Nebraska wants to say that Shawn Michaels is the greatest champion ever. And Cornette's like, well, that was profound. We'll see you
1: later. <laughs> That's probably the worst call. Uh-huh. But I do agree. But why call to say that? <laughs> yeah. Again, it's just like, Shawn Michaels is good. <laughs> yeah. I click. Yeah. Like, it's like, like, what the fuck is the point of the I Great contribution.
2: <laughs> Sonny reads another pointless-ass email about the Bulldogs and Guns match, which leads to more empty banter between her and Cornette. How many people?
1: There's no, Again, there's no way these emails aren't real, because nobody gave a shit about this. <laughs> no! If I recall, it was just like a foregone conclusion that Owen oh, and, and Bulldog, a bulldog were going to regain the belts <laughs> yes. back. Like, what? Nobody cared about this. I There's, like, most of the emails. Like, I think all of the emails are about that. They <laughs>
2: about Bulldog and Owen and yeah. the Cuts. Cornette tries to read a fax
1: as we go to break. Can this just be over yet? How much more of this shit do we have to deal with? I've, again, I feel like I've been watching for 70 this years. Is, yeah, this is a hard watch. This is a century's worth of Live wire in one episode?
2: Doc promotes mind games on Prime TV and DirecTV as we get another promo for the IC title finals on Raw.
1: Yeah, with the Farouk. Why did Sonny manage him again? What, like, I like, why? Don't know. And then remember they like amicable differences or something? Like, like right like, after this. Yeah, they don't. They never explain it. They're nope. just like, well, they, they're still friends. Yeah, or they're something. still friends. Like, We're the, fine. Yeah, it's just, we decided to, we'll, we'll just do other things. Like, that, that was literally the explanation. <laughs> it
2: was. I'd be remiss too if I didn't comment as usual about how stupid Farouk looked in that costume. Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, this was like the last time it happened, right? Was this tournament? A like, little,
2: Yeah, in October. It, and then yeah, it was that was like it. was like Nation, like right after that. November, Yep. Todd shows us the tournament
1: brackets in case anyone gave a shit how we got to this point. I don't there was a lot of matches on this. There was. I, that appalled me. I was like, this wasn't just like a two round thing. No, it's like so many fights. So many you, fights, all in, like superstars and mania and shit.
2: How many fights? Yeah, at least Todd is pronouncing marrow properly here. That's true. Now this whole tournament happened, Quinn, of course, because Ahmed Ahmed's kidney fell off. Right, remember? Of course, yeah. we we get comments from Ahmed where he says he's going to come back and bring the thunder or something. Sunny just goes thunder. Yeah, Sunny mocks him. Yeah, weirdly
1: aggressive for her. Too. Yeah. She's like I'm not afraid of him. Yeah, really- <laughs> he stinks. Yes, like <laughs> I, I was just I was actually like weirded out by like just how like she usually isn't like that. She's usually like good like you know like that's what she will say generally yeah not just like i'm not scared of him you know yeah
2: Cornette wants to talk about tomorrow on the shitty version of superstars where vader is going to be in action against savio vega wow that's exciting horrible we take a phone call from joel in puerto rico
1: i who- don't buy that this call is real by the, question, <laughs> by the way
2: who says savio
1: is gonna be beat vader on superstars where do they find these people even todd looks like he's counting down the minutes until this (laughs) is over but again with this joel from puerto rico it's so obvious this is a fake call this is joel from across the street (laughs) right um, right. you know eating his sandwich getting ready for lunch who (laughs) works for wf and they just put slapped puerto rico on it it's not long distance clearly (laughs) just so that they could say like oh puerto rico sabio clearly get it Like He's really looking forward to that match on superstars (laughs) that he probably didn't even know was happening. (laughs) Mason
2: or Nathan, no one seems to know his name, keeps saying hello, and then he says Sonny, so Cornette just hangs up on him. (laughs) Thanks. Uh, Mike from West Virginia calls in, which Cornette and Todd both mock him for being from West Virginia. Uh, He wants to know when Cornette is going to put Vader against Sid. There's no real answer. So Sonny reads an email where someone asks if Mr. Perfect is going to wrestle so he can face Triple H. Yes, yeah, spoilers, no. No, he's not. Also, like, Floyd's Sonny, like, swoons about Mr. Perfect or something. Oh, he's
1: so perfect. And, like can a of him. perfection or something. You know, you know, she says something like that. Yeah,
2: pretty much. Uh, Shawn Michaels is on the phone standing by as we go to break. We got more Mind Games promos, and now we're back. And Sean is on the phone as Cornette beats up his Jacks, Michael's Jacks figure with Goldust. You know, uh,
1: Cornette plays with toys. Yes,
2: he does. Yeah. All kinds of them, I'm sure. I have no idea, by the way, Quinn, what Sean is saying, because not only is the audio bad to begin with on this, but his phone sounds like shit, and he's Sean. Michaels. Wait,
1: is he on rotary phone this is hideous <laughs> audio <laughs> it's like
2: <laughs> 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 he's like basically like bomb attack heartbreak kid vacating this that the world of the uh manville claw Cornette tells Sonny to quit drooling. Well, he is her boyfriend. This is true. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, David calls in and asks when Sean is going to put an end to Vader and Cornette. Who
1: cares? Like, what are yeah. these questions? I don't, I don't know. Sean
2: responds stop a paddle. Victor asks what Sean is going to do if Goldust interferes. This is just redefining yep. television, folks. Sean's answer is basically like, A walk-a-fin-perfect! God brings up Sean and Playgirl as part of his grueling schedule <laughs> and Sean says
1: yeah it's hard work and A something about entertainment tonight yeah he'll I, be on that tonight yeah. yeah I don't know and with that we're done <laughs> yeah, like just abruptly it's like oh bye watch the paper <laughs> review in Philly! Like, absolute mess. I can't believe I thought that this was good when I saw it. Like, what What was I thinking?
2: Yeah, I don't... Quinn, this was an absolutely worthless show. How did
1: I watch the next week? I How did I even get to the Russo yeah. one? Literally. Because I watched, awful. like, every week of this shit. I thought this was so good when it... because I was I was so fascinated by the fact that you could call in. Yeah, right. It seemed like such a good thing, but the, the calls on this first episode awful. are hideous. And they can't even get, like, Sean... That whole, like, the main event... I I guess you'd call yeah, it right. a live wire. It's horrible. It involved a shitty cell phone
2: or something. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, this is just one of the most pointless, bland, horrible things we've ever watched. And I could just see Vince being all happy after this, thinking it was some big
1: cutting-edge success. Maybe, like, AOL called in or something the next day and was like, man, you got us a lot of new subscribers. I bet <laughs> that, that really happened, too, Maybe, because yeah. people were like, I want to instant message sunny, sunny yeah. you know i'll be diamond doll 45 next week and I, she'll know who i am i
2: guess when vince russo appeared a month later he was not kidding when he said how can this show be <laughs> so awful mr mcmahon <laughs> it's true they just decided but i guess but to get talk about this program on the internet because they were really narrow casting with this fucking abortion of a program well, Quinn, that was horrible.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that is was just upsetting. Like, but, but, it, now, I can't say it's the worst thing I've ever seen, only because I, I like the effort. Like, the idea of the show is interesting.
2: The concept is, right. the execution here was poor. It's
1: also just curious, though. Like, it's a curious, like, eh. history thing. You yeah, know? it's a little curious. An, it's an oddity, if you think they ever do this nowadays with social media and stuff? Or do they kind of already do this yeah, on, like, the yeah. pre-shows and stuff? It's like, Bill on Twitter asks, uh, uh, will... Uh, Dolph Ziggler win, you and then know, like, Sam
2: Roberts gives like a wise ass answer because he thinks he's good.
1: And then one guy like analyzes it like it's Sports Center when it's fake fighting. And Renee just said this. Yeah. So, but,
2: folks, thanks so much for uh, joining us here. Thank you for uh, sending in all of your calls, all of your faxes, and all of your emails, of course. And be sure to tune in again next week as we will wind down next week the Royal Flush. It's the final flush wow. next week. We're flushing it really down the toilet. This, this is time. it. We're taking the toilet out of here for this season. And, of course, we'll be reviewing something and we'll have another uh, start to a jobber. But in the meantime, you can reach us on Twitter at OVP Podcast. You can email us, OVP Podcast at gmail.com. And, of course, join the group if you want want to donate do that on patreoncom slash OVP podcast and leave us a review on apple podcasts itunes if you like us but until next time i am joe murata that is michael quinn and we are out of here see
1: ya you know, uh, every night i have to go up in,
0: into the ring the eyes are always stacked against gently, and Florida and Philadelphia, so you know, should be the same situation. Right. Uh, you know, do I know what's going to happen? No, no, I never do. I've been beat up millions of times. I'm going to get beat up once again. The fact of the matter is, hopefully I'll walk down the room with a little rest. Okay, but don't forget there in the garden. Thank you all over the world.